every time we're out on the runway, you are passing your outfit the sewing machine one more time. And then the judges, they tend to like you it. You know, truthfully, outside of that so-called brown cow giraffe, they really did live. I brought some constructed looks, and then I brought a lot of fabric. It is something that I have been struggling with. However, there have been a lot of bitches that had a lot more shit than me that have gone home, and that's a fact. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the stage Monique Hart, who, in my opinion, and I believe in Collins, is killing this competition and killing the show Drag Race. And we wanted to choose this clip of the week to honor uh, this queen and to just highlight kind of the things that happened with Monique Hart in this uh, episode. Um, and this being one of them, this uh, thing that we found out that she actually came to Drag Race not with a bunch of pre-made looks that were designed by these amazing designers and with lots of money poured into it to commission designs and even just all the time that it takes to sew looks, but she came with fabric and some wigs, essentially. And I am living, living for her glitter and Jesus. Yeah, I mean, I think that we need to recognize the historic time that we're in right now. Like, I don't care what's going on in North and South Korea. Doesn't matter. Too vague. <laughs> the historic moment is the rise of Monique Hart as, like, superstar. Yeah. Like, we're watching it happen right now. This, to me, is... We didn't know it at the time, but we were watching Alyssa Edwards become Alyssa Edwards in season five. Right, and Alyssa Edwards didn't even win. No, she didn't even win. Because I'm telling you, this edit that she, this whatever this edit that she's getting, mm -hmm. it's clear to me that she's she's not going to win. Yeah, this is not about Monique Hart winning season ten. No, we're not talking about. This that. is about the the bigger win. That I, I really, I feel like this is on the level of Alyssa Edwards. Yep. I mean, Monique. Oh, completely. Monique, I mean, she could host the World Cup. I mean, she could host yeah. anything. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. She she can host all my grinder hookups, you I, know? Absolutely. Can host. <laughs> can host. Please um, welcome to the stage, Ken host. Ken host. <laughs> 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 Giving you the front door's unlocked realness. <laughs> <laughs> So well um, done. thank you. Um, yeah, no, I uh, it, it's interesting kind of getting a sense of the story of Monique Hart this season and feeling the sense of like, oh, like it's not that she's being slept on. That's what people keep saying. Oh, people are sleeping on we her. We would love to sleep on her. And Happily. let me tell you, I'll, ha I'll sleep on her when she's wearing that hat. Oh, I oh, definitely want a shot of her talking to Aquarius. Girl, girl, <laughs> what are you reading my notes? <laughs> You're reading my my dream and journal. I'm like, ooh, ooh, ah, sensations. Ooh, ah, ah. Ooh. yeah. Mm, when uh. she was sitting, I mean, uh, the note I took, she's like sitting there with her knees up, arms crossed, hat, patient eyes, patient eyes, and that completes it for me. Oh my god! Patient and you're gonna eyes. be patient with me? Yes. Oh. And she was patient. Yeah. Oh my god! When we get there, maybe we don't even need to get there, but like she says, she's like, you know, she's uh, she's fumbling over her words, and I. That's okay. We're not all great. We're not at all speaking. good at public speaking. We mm -hmm. don't, you know. And I'm just like, oh, and she's kind. And she's kind. <laughs> yeah. And then she's kind. She has. She has the nerve to be all these other great things. Yeah. <laughs> and then be kind. I know. Ugh. Oh, God, I know. I, love I know. Hart. Yeah, I do too. I I think that she does not need to win the season. She for sure. She she reminds me of. It's almost like the reason why. Monique Hart, besides her amazing talent and her effervescent personality, um, the reason why she's on this season 10 of Drag Race is that she is 
a queen from past seasons who is designing every episode. Mm -hmm. She is sewing every episode. Yeah. Because queens back in the day, they didn't. They didn't come with these looks and these uh, productions. Yeah. They were the production like Monique. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, in the fashion photo review this week, you know, it's uh, Raja and Aja. And Raja was talking about this. He said, you know, he, whatever, he, she, whatever, it doesn't matter, um, was saying, this is what drag is for most people. It, like they were acknowledging that like she didn't show up with these designer gowns. She didn't show up with these expensive looks. She's representing what drag is for most people. Right. And that's really important. Oh, that's so cool. And so the way that she is doing the competition is so much harder than what everyone else is doing. Yeah. There's like know? more that she's doing. You know, yeah. I think about uh, the queens like Aquaria and um, and even Cracker or Asia O'Hara. Um, sure, they probably design and make their own looks, mm -hmm. but there are going to be plenty of designers that are going to be throwing their garments at them. Yep. Whereas I feel like you have a Monique Hart who isn't getting the type of edit where people are going to be throwing garments at her. Yeah, I think, I mean, and it's a shame, right? Because she's the queen. She should be getting a shoe She's the queen of hearts, Mary. She's the queen of hearts, and she's the queen of needing someone to throw a fucking look at her. Oh, know? sure. Aquaria doesn't need anymore. No. Give Monique a heart. Yeah, she, she's a the, heart? Bi the bitch is stunning. <laughs> stunning. The bitch is stunning. She's stunning. <laughs> In America, she's not going home. Oh god, all the, these catchphrases. Oh my god, all of it. All of them. All of it. I think. Yeah. yeah I do you want to talk about Untucked real quick? Because that was an amazing moment too. Just, just cons considering Monique's oh, yeah. story is what I'm trying to. What I think we're broadly talking about. Mm -hmm. Just kind of having this moment of appreciation for her, because it, it, not just her her ability to win our hearts in these challenges mm -hmm. but she's also representing drag race on a broader scale and bringing out these other issues and consistently saying words of wisdom just dropping these gems of wisdom so easily mm -hmm. and her her speaking to America yeah. throughout the season is also new and amazing yeah. and and saying to the moms and dads of of queer kids it's like it doesn't work nothing happens nothing happens I love that she's always addressing America yeah it's Ameri also like America? Monique you're speaking of the world mom yeah I know you are on a world yeah, stage yeah <laughs> but it's so cute as just like a, a refrain America right <laughs> My face is telling you everything you need to know. It's, she, it's, it's America, and it's what she's doing. Like America is just a placeholder for this is what the commentator does. Sure. Oh yeah, right, right, right. The right. narrator is part of the production of the show. Mm -hmm. The commentator, she's a little bougie, but she's also your home girl. Oh yeah, oh, she, you know. So <laughs> <laughs> Shangela throwback. Shangela throwback. Yeah, I love it. Um, and and that she's nailing it. And I'm I I would love to see if this continues to manifest in further seasons because it now feels integral to have a commentator. Oh, yeah. Oh, completely. Yeah. Well, it also feels integral, I guess, now. I mean, season 10 is setting a new bar. Mm -hmm. um, it's uh, self-referential. Um, mm -hmm. The runways have been consistently pretty excellent. And oh, this yeah. runway is probably the best runway I've seen on a season of Drag Race. I would say, I mean, certainly I mean, some of these looks have, are our next level. This this runway was incredible. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, not to mention that Monique Hart didn't stick out, and she made her yeah. garment hours before. Yeah. I mean, it, if only thing, if only the only thing she stuck out for was the fact that she made that in thirty minutes. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> and and came out, and it was like I. The thing about Monique, and this is so important, is like 
I almost didn't even fucking care what she was wearing. It's just how she was selling oh, it. Oh, for sure. And how much she and was her living talking for it. head yeah. uh, b- behind it that, was brilliant. The thigh meat. Oh, my the God. The meat. thigh meat. Yeah. Uh, that's th- please welcome to the stage thigh meat thigh meat um mm-hmm. yeah no she oh god what did i write down uh oh 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 uh my gosh uh sorry mary oh um opulent saint tropez on a yacht yeah and on the bottom bitch these legs <laughs> honey and this thigh meat get into it the bitch looks great <laughs> yeah and the way she says the bitch looks great it's like okay i mean listen you said it. I I'm just go. I, <laughs> the bitch I believe looks it. Great. Yeah, she's a production. You gonna question this? Yeah, no, of course the bitch looks great. Seriously. Yeah, and we'll talk about her in the challenge. But yeah. anyway, so that's you know just to give her a moment that she needed yeah. because there was a lot, and I gotta say. This is one of my favorite episodes of Drag Race. Mm. Um, not because I particularly love the challenge, but I loved what they did with the challenge and that they showed so much of it. Mm-hmm. I felt like this episode was like three hours long. This is why you have a 90 minute episode. Yeah. And I mean, I don't We wanna... got so much information about the queens. Yeah. We got to see a lot of talent. We got a really funny mini challenge. And uh, we. Uh, we had some really, really heartfelt moments uh, all the way to the end, mm-hmm. to the critiques. Yeah, yeah. Um, and even, uh, even the elimination. I mean, it was, it was, it was really a, a strong episode. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we needed this uh, for sure. Um, so I don't know, Mary. Do you have anything else to say about uh, Monique's clip of the week? Um, no, I mean, I, I just think that she, again, I think I, it bears repeating that she represents what drag is for most people. Yeah, and I think that that's. I think it's important to see that that's you can be on Drag Race and be a queen who's still just like pulling it together seam by seam. You know, I think that queens like and this is not knocking them, but these like professional queens, like a queen like Asia O'Hara, oh my who god, can come Brilliant. out there with that look, oh my and god. set a bar at a whole new level, it's, uh, completely. Yeah, it, it's it's great that we are seeing the range and that Drag Race. Drag race can be exclusive in a lot of ways about drag, but I think that they represent that kind of range. They represent the Shangela's and the Rajas in uh-huh. the same season. Not, not that Monique is what Shangela was in season two no or three, way. even. No way. Um, but that you just get to see people at different stages of their drag and with and with different uh, materials available right. to create their drag right. Right. and what they do with that. Yeah. Um, Cause that's, that's what it's about. It's about mm-hmm. creativity. Yeah. So you can't necessarily compare Asia O'Hara's runway dress with Monique's, but you can compare how they're presenting it and, and the resources that they've used and what they have, Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, and what their brand of drag is and how yeah. they enter the dress. Yeah. Uh, I, the one other thing I would just say about Monique is I think about Jinx Monsoon and I think about her runways were always, were not always, but were often, not very strong, but the judges saw through that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Jinx was different. I think what she was doing was so ridiculously strong in her season. But I'm I'm hoping that Monique gets the same consideration that it's like it is about so much more than the look. Right. Um, and to her point, they have been living, but it, she's up against these, uh, these queens like Aquaria and Cracker in Asia, you know, who are just like bringing these like incredible looks. Right. It's just. It, this is a tough season to be making your own looks. It's yeah, a tough season. It's a tough season. Yeah. I, I just, I don't know, though. I mean, I go back to that first challenge, and I'm like, she was the winner. Oh, the first challenge. With that heart dress. Oh, oh, Jesus Christ. Like, why didn't dress. she win that? Yeah. You know? Yeah. And yeah, I know yeah. that had to do with a Mayhem Miller story, mm-hmm. and there was a lot in there, but... Uh, 
I don't know, Mary. Right. I mean, if anything, she's just proving that, like, you can show up and make your own look. And, you know, it, there's there ain't no shame in being crafty. Right, right. And, um, and I think it goes also to kind of one of our kind of theories or theses is that the show is going from design to performance mm-hmm. because they're kind of expecting the queens to come in with looks and and design kind of already done Mm -hmm. and that it is about performance and a lot of the challenge challenges are more performance heavy rather than design heavy where they were in season two season one season three Mm -hmm. and they're they're casting queens that are uh their their strengths are towards performance sure yeah yeah though i mean this season i feel like they have been challenging them to design like oh, oh, completely, yeah. completely. It yeah. is, it is a throwback. Yeah, and why mm-hmm. a Monique Hart, Cracker, Asia O'Hara, three ones that we know can use a sewing machine mm-hmm. are on this season. Yeah, certainly. You know? Yeah, um, yeah, and I'm, I'm loving that too. That there's throwback elements this season because yeah. I think that's, I think for longtime fans of Drag Race, that's something very refreshing and reassuring. That's like, oh, good. Where you know it's like right. there's something there's something we all kind of hold dear to the earlier seasons of Drag Race because it's like this thing we all found yeah you know? right right <laughs> and it's like you still want to see hints of that you yeah, know yeah yeah they 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 continue to reference them whether it's from the Queen's mouths or RuPaul's or right. the challenges yeah um so Mary why don't we tell our Marys what they're uh, listening to well they are of course listening to another episode of All Right Mary sitting on a secret oh. God, now that's in my head for the rest of my life. All right, Mary. All right, Mary, uh, which is, of course, our podcast dedicated to all things Drag Race, the world of Drag Race, and the paradigm that RuPaul has created with this little beady beady TV show. I'm Johnny. And I am Colin. And we are, of course, today continuing our recap of season 10 with the DragCon panel extravaganza. Fuck those days. Fuck <laughs> those days. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I. this episode, again, is... Um, Bigger than I've seen uh, episode of Drag Race in yeah. a while. Not just for the looks, not just for the performances, not just for uh, the mini challenge, right, and, and and all of that, but for the incredible stories, these queer stories that they continue to put into the show and and feature. Yeah, they're not these quick little things. These are big conversations. This episode in particular goes from gay and religion to sexual assault yeah. and to body image. And you're just like, this is, these are conversations that I'm so happy that so many more queer and even straight allies are having now when the show is over. Mm-hmm. And that didn't happen before. Yeah. I mean, and I- it doesn't happen after a Real Housewives of whatever. Uh, episode, you know what I mean? It doesn't happen after Survivor often. These these bigger conversations. Yeah, I um I think that they are certainly taking advantage of the larger platform they have now. Um, okay. I think that that's whether that's conscious or not. It's like you are reaching so many more people. Uh, what are you going to do with that? What are you going to yeah. do with that platform? This is what they test the queens with all the time. What are you going to do with this platform? Right. And so they're really practicing what they preach by <clears throat> really going in deep and exploring subjects that we have not seen them or other shows really address in this way in this way yeah yeah. in in a show that is also about celebration and about joy Mm -hmm. um at the same time that they can do both it's it's this crazy weaving that i think rupaul has become an expert in over the years of you know where to take it seriously when to stop taking it seriously like i think it's it's more of an art than a science yeah 
but and sometimes it doesn't sometimes it falls flat you know yeah. we're just like why are you so serious right now or why are you not serious right now mm-hmm. yeah. yeah yeah um but yeah this episode they they packed in the queer stories they packed in the education in terms of people's stories and just like the education of like, drag of right drag i yeah. learned so much this episode i want to put on eyelashes now i literally came away from that being like oh hmm well this could be fun i mean i i feel like then they say like you know doesn't rupaul say that like you gotta like get be put in a drag to really like oh sure discover some part of yourself yeah so yeah. um one of these days i found out that i was a whore when i got into drag colin oh sure it took a wig and heels <laughs> to figure that out right but i'm a floozy yeah <laughs> I think it was your ad in Backpage that told me you were a Backpage? Whore. <laughs> Backpage. <laughs> That's how this podcast started. <laughs> you wish. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in the words of Cracker, who the fuck are you? Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing here, Jeff? <laughs> oh, I do declare. Well, let's jump into this episode. Um, you know, right off the bat, we have some... Lovely banter between Asia and Monet, which I love. Oh, Monet's, I mean, she walks in gooped for the gods. <laughs> like, she, like, she was done last week, and this week it's like, okay, I'm, I'm done. Because I'm done. Right. I'm done, and I'm going to tell you why I'm done. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but then, yeah, there was, I, <laughs> I love the banter between Monet and Asia. I could watch that go on all day. Oh, yeah. You know? Oh, it's, oh, it's so lighthearted and fun and mm-hmm. beautiful. Um, you know, it is uh, highlighted that Cracker is Susan Lucci of drag. Yeah. Uh, which is interesting, you know. Bit that, of an act one gun. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, it makes me believe that Cracker actually will not go to the top three, you know? Oh, yeah. I mean, it... Because they're choosing to, to for us to hear that. You yeah. know, they're putting that in our conscience. Mm-hmm. Conscious. I mean, that was what Pandora was labeled with in season two. And I don't like to draw comparisons of no, queens of ones the, like the other, but then you're like, oh... I totally see the comparisons. You know, yeah. I totally see they're different people. And I know Miss Cracker's got enough of being compared to Queens, so I'm not trying to add on to that. Uh-huh. Um, but I see the role that they play in the room. And I don't know, there's something. I haven't figured it out yet. I haven't figured out what the judges want from Cracker. Not that I would know, but I haven't built Maybe a- some peanut butter on top. I, that always <laughs> works for me, you know? Some hummus. A little soup? Yeah, a little, a little soup, a little Paula Paula chili, a little Paula chili, yeah. or you know, just like some some cheese and a little bit of pesto. Ooh, you know, maybe can you put the crack? Can you do like a nacho situation, oh. like 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 trash nachos, like cheap nachos? Not that nachos are like extravagant, but you know, <laughs> Ritz crackers, sprinkle of you know craft cheese. Um, Mary, this is like a Sunday night for me. And then me. you put it in the microwave. Okay, or the toaster oven. Oh, toaster oven. Oh, yes, sure, sure. Because um, then I, the cheese doesn't like. Well, that was get my concern. Yeah, like I wanted, I wanted to kind of melt, melt in and kind yeah, of toast into oven. it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Or oven. You know, I I don't yeah. have a, any of those things. I just have an oven. Oh, so yeah, I put that. I you know. Oh, a toaster yeah. oven. Toast. Ugh. Oh, for sure. Well, if I had it, if I had you know more space on my counter, you know, my Nespresso takes up a lot of time. Or a lot of space. B-A-C-I-S. 
but no but honestly no cracker you know i don't know what they want from her um they i know how to spell basic it's totally anyway um <laughs> i feel like someone's gonna be like colin you spelled it wrong again now yes yes it, you spelled basis right i spelled basic but so now i'm gonna ruin it. so there's this real housewives reference where this woman is calling someone a bitch and she says she's a b-i-c-t-h <laughs> And, and it's I feel like it shows up in those like rue caps all the time. And so that's what that is. So okay, thank so you. So now that I've now that it's six feet deep, the joke is dead. Let's hey, move Colin. on. Psst, you're basic. B A C I S. Anyway, go on. Um, Sorry. Spelling? Yeah. Um yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> Uh, how do you spell Maya? <laughs> um, so <laughs> exactly. So anyway, what's um, an adjective? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, Sorry, Mary. Ahead. So yeah. So I don't know what they want from Cracker. It it seems like uh, it seems like her her looks are great. They love her on the runway. Yeah. And she's either up or she's down. Yeah. And this past episode, you know, uh, she was up, and then. Now, you know, this episode we'll see they kind of are, are like, oh, no. Well, I mean, we'll get to that, that, that there's that moment. Oh, I call it the pearl moment <clears throat> when she gets the death glare from Rue. And I was oh, like, right. oh, you've been cursed. Oh, the curse has been placed. <laughs> Trust and believe. The death glare. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you You're going to be crumbs in a second, <laughs> Mama. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, this is a crummy thing to say, Mary. Yeah, right. Oh. I'm watching her just crumble on the show. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Oh, I'm getting real salty over here. Oh, man. Um, so, no, so, so Cracker is also worried, right? We, mm -hmm. she, that, that's uh, something that we learn about. You know, it's interesting for our Marys that are not watching Review with a Jew. Colin and I are on board. We've been watching this mm -hmm. past Review with a Jew. We are going to talk about a nuance. Yes. Because there is some really, really great tea that oh. she is just spilling yep. at will. In a pickle uniform. She so. said she was thin, white, and salty, and she is thin, white, and salty. Yeah, she's, yes. that's what she is. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we get another uh, throw, uh, another reference to Drag Race, um, merch first. Oh, um, yes. With RuPaul coming in and introducing uh, kind of, uh, or just just the, the little TV moment that she already done had hers. Right. With. And then RuPaul, is that, when, when do we get um, what I call the voice crack of the century when Aquaria goes... <laughs> Come on, merch first. Oh my god! And I was like, "Oh, oh puberty comes sweetheart. to us all, sweet little lady." Oh my god! It makes me think of um, Nikachanov, who's like oh, I know, I know. I, I just want to put like a little like insert of just Amanda poking and saying, "I heard your voice crack." <laughs> Like that, if I if I was doing brew caps, that's what I would create. Oh, this is of course our sister podcast, girlfriends. Yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, you know it's interesting. Um, I I know that somebody reached out to us on Twitter about it, but I remember watching the episode and sitting on a secret came on, and I'm like, these queens don't know what this song is. Yeah, yeah they, they have don't know. no idea what this is, yeah. and they're like supposed to dance. You could tell, you could see that it was edited. Like RuPaul starts dancing, and then I think they're like. Oh, oh fuck! And there's some producer off screen going, dance, dance, dance you dance, need to dance, dance, yeah. ma dance, magic, dance. Sorry, David Bowie. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. So, uh, but no, they had no idea, and I yeah. just love that. Like we got to see them pretend that they knew what it was. It's kind of like when there's a celebrity guest judge that they don't <laughs> know, and they're like, oh wow, yeah, her fashion is just <laughs> right, right. Nancy Pelosi, yeah, you know, good, she, she resist. <laughs> oh yeah, I love her. She's a person who likes things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just exactly. like me, you know. Um, 
Yeah, no, and and the other thing is like they wouldn't even necessarily know this song. Oh, because no, well, that's what I'm saying. They don't know the song. I, oh, I, they didn't know the song, and I I get it. It sounded like you were saying that there was no music playing either. Oh, I'll was, bet there was music playing. Mm-hmm, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, they all looked a little confused. Right. Um, and then it was just like, oh god, yeah, I just got the song out of my head. Oh. I just and I'm like I'm grateful that the because usually it's the second part. And maybe you don't have this issue, but when there's songs I get in my head that I hate, and then there's parts of it that I kind of like replay, I kind of hate replay in my head. Oh my God. You know what I mean? Oh my, no, I don't. Oh, this is a very masochistic tendency. <laughs> um, Drag up your life. And so it's the second part that that like hits the nerve harder. I don't know. I can't really explain it. This is this is it. This probably exists in the same world as the and air we instruments. Can fan no one. Is that what you're talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. hate that part. There's something about that, the way it replays in my head, that drives me nuts. That's very similar to a certain movie name that drives. Oh, you I nuts. can't stand that. Yeah, right. That you hear it a certain yeah. way and it drives you nuts. That's what happens to me. Oh, I see. Yeah. Um, well, this was a great mini challenge, if not for just the the, the absurdity of it, but also. Um, uh, all of RuPaul's banter with the queens while yeah. it's happening. Mm-hmm. Just these brilliant lines. Somebody mm-hmm. somebody was very smart. Yeah, I mean, this was... I, I if love... you want it, it won't hurt. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I love that so much. It. Well, I wrote that down because I just love just the tone it's of it. The you think it's going to hurt, but if you want it, it will not hurt. <laughs> I just love that. I loved, I mean, of course... Any opportunity for Monique Hart to banter with RuPaul. The oh, two of them I have know. such a funny chemistry. And she's like, Usher's out here giving people the drip, drip. You better believe I'm being careful what I sit on. Like, I <laughs> thought that was. I just, it's great. It's so specific. Oh, um, uh, you know, I can't believe they made them sit on a fish because that, I would have been like personally offended because I think like fish are disgusting. Yeah. I mean, I don't I, know. I got the literal joke of like fish. Like, I get it. But right. like, that was disgusting. It was. I mean, all of it. I, I don't know. And how many cakes did they go through? I, that, that was what I was going to say. It's like all there was these just, cakes not eaten. Not or eaten. Or did some e- intern eat them after? Maybe. You know? Yeah. Some, just it's somewhere in some the corner. race chasers. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> like I can salvage this. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. It's like mm, those marshmallows went in uh, Cameron Michael's thighs. Let's yeah. Have right. Some, you oh, know. It's like oh. this was in Vixen's taint. Let's yeah. eat it. Which cake did Monet sit on? <laughs> so I just wanted. Did no? you say face or cake? Right. <laughs> Both. That's fine. Um, uh, I loved when they sat on the chips and Eureka's popped. I oh, that, yeah, that, yeah. Was that me? Was that me? <laughs> yeah. And at one point, RuPaul says, what does your butt say? <laughs> Which I think is like a good question to ask yourself. Yeah, what does your butt what say? Is your, you know, listen, uh, yeah, yeah. listen to your butt. Listen to your butt. <laughs> listen to your butt. Listen to your butt. Listen to your butt. Thank you, Weird Al. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and when Eureka sits on the cake and she goes, ooh, she's weird. <laughs> I thought that was really cute. Ooh, she's weird. Uh, it was a great. It was yeah. It was. I appreciated I, it. It highlighted just that that these challenges are just for the fun of it. It's just to fuck around, just have right, a good time. Right. And I mean, oftentimes we say the mini challenges are for the producers to kind of uh, put their hand in things, but mm-hmm. in this one, like they counted how many. Yeah. Each one got, and it, it was Asia, and Asia just won a prize. She didn't have any. There wasn't any other way for them to right. kind of put a hand in things mm-hmm. here. But this is a great way for us with now these remaining queens to get another kind of refresh of who to love. Yeah, that's I think what these do well, especially this season where it's like, I I I kind of find a reason to love all of them. I can't. I there's so many now. Yeah. I, I, that I just don't want to see go home. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's this, getting tougher and tougher. I don't think I've ever had a season where it's I've had this many that I'm attached to. Not season six. 
or season eight season eight i had a bunch no i even season eight um no because i i mean i think for the most part you know i mean except for thorgy was the only like elimination that i was really bummed about oh right um but i was like i couldn't chi cheese was mine i was like, and chi cheese was sad happened? i understood but like the fact that naomi made it i was like oh my yeah. god that's yeah. so cool no yeah, you yeah, know? yeah i mean i i had i was rooting for kimchi bob mm-hmm. naomi uh uh, Thorgy and Chi Chi. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's five. Yeah. That's a lot. Yeah. You know? But this is like, I mean, really, I would say most of them at some point, I was like, I was kind of excited about in some way. Okay. You know? Yeah. Um, in any event, it's a great problem to have. For sure. Um, <clears throat> um, so, yeah, this, uh, the DragCon panel, again, yeah. another kind of like, we're in a machine. Uh, we're talking about ourselves and the things that we do and mm-hmm. pushing merch and branding yourself. This is something that drag queens need to do. And this uh, is the evolution DragCon is like a big thing for World of Wonder. Yeah. I mean, this is DragCon, I think. And I think this challenge really represents that next step of like. And I think one of our Marys emailed us about this, that like it's it's so perfect timing that it's it's um, from design. I think Sister Mary James, somebody. I apologize, Mary, from. I'm not remembering, but I remember your email that uh, it went from really design to performance to like productizing. Oh, wow. And that that's and that this challenge is so emblematic of that. That's true. The Ankh, the sponge, the, onk, the sponge. I mean, all of them come out with, uh, you know, purse first, purse first. Yeah. They come out with songs. They try to figure out, you know, the Vixen says I need to, you know, uh, figure out like, you know, don't oh, poke, poke the bear, the bear put that on a yeah. T-shirt. Right. It, it makes sense. Yeah. I, I do think it puts them in a different headspace for the competition that changes the game. Right. And I think that's an inherent difference from what we saw in earlier seasons. But it, they kind of can't not, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah. All right, Alanis. We can't not. Yeah. Right. So just <laughs> surrender. Oh, my God. <laughs> we can't do this. <laughs> we not, we're not going. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So we have uh, the three teams. Um, I, I liked all of these teams. Um, yeah. I didn't think that any of them were... Uh, I mean, I know that Eureka, Monet, and Cameron that was like, what's going to happen? But I'm like, yeah. no, this is this totally makes sense that these three queens are going to talk about body. Yeah. And, and also, I think Monet works well with anybody. Mm-hmm. Cameron works well with anybody because she just doesn't ruffle any feathers. Mm-hmm. And Eureka has been doing drag panels for the past year. Yeah. So it's like, okay, well, that team's going to be fine. I, I, I mean, I understand. I, I get where people keep saying, oh, the downsides of Eureka is that she, you know, she she talks over everyone and then Cameron doesn't talk. And then, you know, Monet's been in the bottom. So she's kind of circling the drain. I get like what uh, Asia was saying. But we we've gotten repeated proof of that not being the case. We've seen Cameron come out of her shell yep. in the challenges. We've seen Eureka be a team player right. and share the stage. <clears throat> and like Monet just needed Rue to like read her a little bit in the workroom, which we'll get to. She oh, just sure. needed someone to shake her up a little bit. And then she's like, okay, okay, I got it. Right. I really feel like that's the story I'm telling myself. Yeah. Because she just needed to be shaken out of it. Yeah. Um, Katya, and we'll talk about this later, but Katya talks about on Whimsically Vol- Volatile that like, <clears throat> I think it was in season seven. She felt like she just needed someone to yell at her. <laughs> she just needed because, and I don't remember the the whole context, but she just needed someone just to confront her. Sure. And and that was going to kind of snap her right. out of like it. Why? You know, you were obsessed with hip pads. Why didn't you wear hip pads? Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, just yeah. to like because I think what was happening was Monet was feeling like I'm doing really well, but they're not into it. Yeah. And she just needed to be told that like, no, you're not. Right. In that's a very simple simple way of saying it. It's like no, do more. Right. Here's a place where you didn't. Yeah. And th- maybe that helps. You yeah. Know? No, it's certainly. 
I, I wonder how many of those interactions we don't see but mm-hmm. uh, that are cut. But we got that from Rue and Monet, which yeah. is very telling. Um, you know, Eureka is the moderator of this panel she decides is it's smart i mean the fact that these other queens overlooked eureka's experience because they were worried about working with her i think is a it was a bad move Mm -hmm. um because her it's like it's like looking over Alyssa edwards because Mm -hmm. they don't like working with her in a dance challenge it's like coco chose Alyssa first exactly she's like for black swan she's like i'm not dumb i'm not dumb she's the best dancer here i'm not fucking around she's the best dancer at saint bernadette (laughs) yeah right (laughs) I don't know where that's from. Grease. Oh, yeah. No, I wouldn't <laughs> Come know Come on, Colin. No. They I, do the hand jive. I know. Grease. <laughs> Grease is one long air trumpet. We'll get to it, Mary's. We'll get to it. Oh, my God. If one more person calls it a trumpet. Um, anyway. Well, that's just the, that's just I know, what I we're know, calling Mary. it. That's what she did. Okay, we'll get there. Oh, um, my God. Sax. Do you, what, sax, not trumpet. She was sax. not doing a sax. I know Mary, air saxophone. have you ever seen a soprano saxophone? Oh my god. You play it with both hands. A trumpet you play with one hand. We're done. Oh my god. <laughs> wow. Uh, wow. Where, how many times have you seen Kenny G perform, Colin? Wow. <laughs> wow, look at you. Look at you just throwing the fucks around. Oh, just throwing <laughs> my mu- two music degrees around. Sure, sure. Also, you can identify an air instrument. Your mother must be so proud. God, I hope it was worth it. <laughs> Is your mother proud when you don't dance at a wedding because you're afraid of I didn't go to joy? school for it, so she didn't have to pay for me to not dance. So it worked out really well, didn't it? My parents it? didn't pay for much of my college. Yeah. Anyway, we're done. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you why we're done, because we have to talk about proportionizing. Oh, proportionizing. <laughs> um, I yes. cannot believe she did air saxophone. Sorry. I, if, we'll, we'll, we'll get there. Yeah. We will get there. Um, yeah. So, you know what? I What I love about promotion, proportionizing um, is that gay men create words all the time mm-hmm. um, and I love that and yeah. this is this is one where they're like oh yeah this is a word we're just gonna make this a word now oh yeah I feel like that's so in the spirit of Rue like you yeah you just create a word you just brand something yeah, it's like, oh, um, okay. and it wasn't so far out of the box right know? it's not like <clears throat> fetch right they weren't trying to make fetch happen. or lich you know <clears throat> oh you know I'm just saying I don't see it trending <laughs> but it's Maybe there's a tribe. Of, you know what I mean? The whole idea of a tribes. Lich tribe. Yeah, yeah. A lich you got a thousand people to buy I, in. You know, I have caught myself saying lich um, a few times in mm-hmm. the past few months. So. See? You never know. See? See? <laughs> See? <laughs> I told you. It's crystal. <laughs> it's crystal. <laughs> Showgirls, you don't um, know shit. <laughs> you don't know shit. So, um, so th- we we get a lot of um, Cameron here talking about how there's not a lot of bodybuilder drag queens. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna skip into. I'm kind of talking about the body queens right now because they talk to Rue. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want to? Is that okay to skip around? Or do you want to talk about? Uh, just go into just talking about their segment at the same time. Is that what you're saying? Not necessarily. Oh. We can get there. We can just kind of talk about the setup. Skip to my Lou Mary. All right, Mary. Um, yeah. So Rue comes in. And we kind of we get a little bit more of Cameron's kind of window where she's like, yeah, you know, I I work out a lot. I work out six times a week. And, you know, there's not a lot of bodybuilder drag queens, uh, muscle queens. uh, And she's like, yeah, I'm going to talk about feminizing a a masculine body Mm -hmm. Um, language, problematic language aside. It's a new way to enter a dress. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's, it's and it, she does it really well. It's an interesting drag conversation. Yeah, um, which we'll have a, a little bit later, right? Yeah, it's. I mean, I think it's it's contextual with uh, anyone else who's trying to create a certain figure with mm. their body. Mm. Um, that being said, plenty of women bodybuilders, so she does not need to cover her arms up to create a feminine illusion, right? So fair, but like. Yeah. I mean, being, I watched American Gladiators. Sure, you know? sure. Yeah. It was always on like Saturday afternoons, like after all the cartoons. Oh, I watched it like, I think I watched it live at like 11.30 p.m. on oh. like a Thursday. Was that like on USA? Yeah, it was like one of those. Or no, it might have been on like NBC even, Mary. Wow. Yeah, and my mom, I remember I used to have sleepovers. And because, you know, you have another child, somebody else's child... She didn't want to wake them up or allow me to stay up with them. So we would go to sleep and then my mom would wake me up to watch American Gladiators. Oh, my God. And we were very quiet. We didn't wake up my friends. John, John. That's what happened. American Gladiators is on. That's exactly what she said. (laughs) Oh, my God. That's exactly what she said. And I got to, you know, pretend I was ice and (laughs) masquerade on turbo. (laughs) (laughs) Toaster. Well, that's what I was going to ask you. Is this an early sexual fantasy as well? Oh, turbo. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but... The 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 spandex. I mean, was there a moose knuckle situation at all ever? I don't know if you need one at that you, point. You know, I uh, yes, there was. Okay, for the men. Yeah, yeah. There yeah. Was. Um, yeah. Oh, all right. And every now and then, I liked one of the contestants. You know, but you know, it was all about the gladiators, Mary. Oh, is that a thing that they bring on? Like, well, yeah, these contestants go against the gladiators. Oh, right, right, right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think I've. I think I've watched parts of it. We're done here. A million years um, ago. So- <laughs> Sorry, I was. Uh, Go on YouTube, find it. Yeah, I don't know what I was fantasizing about at that age. Oh, um, that's okay, Mary. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, so we could talk about the face team. That's Aquaria, Asia, and Monique. And I I mean, this looks like a great team. Yeah. From the get up um, or the get go. Um, Asia does makeup for Chanel. And we find out uh, it was it, it was interesting to see Aquarius interaction with RuPaul mm-hmm. because she's like, oh, Aquarius, how did you get into makeup? She's like, oh, you know, I just like did it in my room and, you know, learn how to do myself. And she's like, oh, and then they right. went on. And I'm like, um, yeah. whoa, was there an editing there? Like, yeah, well, I think, we got nothing else. I think that like obviously the reality is that, <clears throat> that that's a totally possible, valid way to learn how to do makeup Absolutely. now. It's, bril- it's a brilliant way to learn. It's self-taught. Mm-hmm. It's great. But I think maybe, and I don't know, I'm just contextualizing or editorializing, but and maybe Rue is having this like, back in my day, we walked 15 miles in the snow sure. both ways to put on concealer. You know what I mean? Like right. I feel like he just has this different view that maybe... She, she doesn't find it interesting? Or just doing it at home doesn't feel... It's kind of like... It's kind of like ordering delivery. It's kind of like in Mrs. Doubtfire when he gets the meal delivered. Oh, I love it's that like part. you didn't cook that though. Yeah, yeah it's beautiful, but yeah. you, you didn't, didn't do all it. the work of cooking it. Right. Um, Later, he learns how to teach. Yeah, he teaches himself. So it's like you got to learn somewhere. I and am like, not a cook. Yeah, I am not a cook. <laughs> yes, <laughs> um, but you know what I mean. Like she, that's a valid way to learn now. That wasn't possible back then and i think that just seems so weird to rue yeah yeah i don't know maybe maybe i'm just maybe there's editing that i'm just reading yeah i think there's editing yeah um, that we just didn't see Mm -hmm. um i did love this talking head from onique when rue dropped all the nuggets oh dipping sauce dipping sauce hot mustard hot mustard (laughs) oh my god Uh, yeah and very smart because she knows when rupaul comes to talk to you she is helping you succeed she has chicken nuggets in her pocket Trust and believe. She's mozzarella sticks in there. Yes, she has a two drink minimum of mozzarella <laughs> sticks in her pocket. 
So yeah, she's um, she yeah, and she yeah, she they they totally took it. Yeah, unlike the next team, right? I mean, like not to jump ahead, but when you get there, it's like you you do see in that context how much Monique took those chicken nuggets. Oh yeah. And made a meal out of those. That's right. She really does do everything that yep. RuPaul says in that yep. segment. Yep. Convey joy, the joy mm-hmm. of makeup. Yeah. Branded everything. Yep. She gets four catchphrases into that segment. Oh, she's brilliant. It, uh, anyway. Well, All right, Monique. Anyway. Uh, anyway. So, yes, the next team. Wigs, wigs, wigs. Yeah. You know, I, um, I, I, I thought the Vixen was the strongest on this team. I agree. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought uh, it was... It was interesting how Rue was talking to all of them, and she was like, "Well, Blair, what do you, what, what's your experience with wigs?" And Blair's like, "Oh, I work with a theater company on wigs." Mm-hmm. And it was like, Mwah. "Right, like, well, okay, yeah." It's kind of like you know what you know. Where do you work in the fashion field? And it's like, well, <clears throat> you know, I work at Macy's. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. And it's right. like, okay, sure. There, that's there's wigs there. There's sure. there's wigs in theater. There's fashion at Macy's. Yeah, but like, that's not telling me too much of a story. Yeah, especially because it's like, I don't know. You have Asia who's like, yeah, I do makeup for Chanel, you know, and right. then there's a more interesting story of Aquarius. It's like, I taught myself how to do this in my room. Yeah. And Blair's like, well, I work in a theater company on wigs. It's mm-hmm. like, okay. Yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, I, maybe I'm reading too much into it, but I feel like they put that in there to kind of also set us up. Well, they <clears throat> they set up Blair the whole episode. I mean, they're always going to stick it to a queen who thinks she's cracked the code. Oh, she's got that notebook. Oh, with the the, you notebook, know what I mean? The stats. Anyone who who oh, tries God, to, she's sh- like Harriet the Spy. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, and they're just like, <laughs> come on, Gully, come on, Golly, <laughs> Golly, Golly. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I can't. Uh. Yeah, it's and I do, I watching it again. I was like, oh yeah, Blair Blair does two things that are the kiss of death. She tries to crack the code, and she misses a word. Oh right, she misses. She a pulls word. a welcome you. Yeah, yeah, she pulls a RuPaul. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I know. <Yeah>. Um, Nanjiani, <laughs> <laughs> Emily, G- Gordon. Gordon. It's because the, the E goes to the G, and it's all wrong. <laughs> um. Anyway, the, these she gives them. I think two. <clears throat> did I count two or three opportunities? She says. I, you know, you need a moderator. <laughs> she's like, yeah. well, she's like, who's going to moderate? That's yeah. like one. And then she's like, oh, okay. You know, you need a moderator. Yeah. I think it would work, right? She has this bucket of chicken nuggets she's just throwing at them. And they're just like, <laughs> no. Nah. They're just like, no, yeah. not eating meat these yeah. days. Yeah. Crackers, like, <laughs> no. Um, what she says, I think DragCon is really just uh, a, a queen's to hang yeah, out. Yeah. Excuse yeah. for queens to hang out. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, then that's when Rue gives her the look. Where it's basically, right. you remember the right. What's the Tea episode where Rue talks about wanting to say to Pearl, like, oh, yeah. you can just you get your fucking them, things yeah, and go. <laughs> and that's what she says to her in that moment with her eyes. And yeah. I was like, oh, cracker. You can get your fucking things and you go. You can get your fucking things and go. Yeah. Like, that, yeah. Yeah. what are you doing? Yeah. Like. Yeah. First you said that you've never been to DragCon. And then right. you said that it's just for queens to hang out. Right. And and all you heard up until this point was that it was about branding. And sure. you're like, no, in my humble opinion, it's really just a kiki. <laughs> you know? And no shade to Cracker, but like RuPaul, I mean, I, uh, Cracker did not see it in the moment, but RuPaul was like, Mm-mm. yeah, and and maybe there was more to what she was saying in the context that they cut, oh, because sure. it just felt like, oh, Cracker, you're oh, so much smarter, right? They're, they're they're showing her to look like she's 
you know, and yeah. she's not getting it. Right, that she's not getting it. Yeah. She's smarter than that. I yeah. Can, I can tell that. Um, yep. Yeah, so uh, we also find out that the fans are going to vote for their favorites. Yeah. I thought Sorry. the twist was going to be. I just wanted to say there was a smart cookie joke in there and I couldn't make it. <laughs> Oh, smart cookie. Yeah, because she's a cracker. She may just be a cracker, but she is a smart cookie. I don't know. It's too late, but I didn't oh, want Oh, Colin, do you want a biscuit? <laughs> Give oh, that dog a bone. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Um, uh, cracker I don't even know her um, <laughs> So uh, we find out the fans are going to vote yes, You know I yes. thought the twist was going to be That there were going to be other drag queens Yeah when because they set this up as like This huge twist oh and one more Thing you're going to be presenting In front of a large a live audience like well that makes Sense right this okay. would probably fall flat if great. it Didn't but I think the twist is the Fans are going to vote for their favorite yeah It's <clears> weird <throat> I wish we could See all of that mm -hmm. Happening because I don't know how much weight That really had because yeah. if, if They didn't vote for Eureka mm -hmm. Eureka still would have Won well the problem is they all voted for Monique Thank you yeah the problem Is they all voted for Monique facts yeah, and that's a fact, as, America. Yes, as Monique would say, very that. Very, yeah. Very yeah. that. The bitch is stunning. <laughs> She's not going home. The bitch looks great. <laughs> She's the U.S. sensation. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah. Uh, so, anyway, um, there's more workroom, and this is when we kind of get into it, America, um, <clears throat> when there's more kind of conversations, bigger conversations to be had. Oh, yes. Um, I mean, I think this is, we kind of already talked about Monique, oh, Captain Monique America, in, yeah. uh, America, Captain America, in that <clears throat> Captain Aquaria in that hat. <laughs> Captain um, Aquaria. Yeah, I, I started to swoon at that point. That I was like, hat. that hat. She looked fucking hot. In yeah. Hat. I was like, and she's worn that hat like throughout the season. Right. But there was this like look and the arms crossed. I know. And I'm just kind of like, I'm kind of like, all right, Monique. Right. <laughs> you know where that hat would look great? <laughs> Somewhere under my bed, we can't even reach it. Uh, no, I uh, okay, yeah, I'm sure. I'm, yeah. I'm not gonna go into my fantasy. Sure, I'll save that um, for nuance. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, so uh, we we also get a great tagline of "fuck those days" when Eureka's kind of um, uh, talking up Monet, and yeah. I also love Monet being like, you know, I I kind of love working with uh, Eureka, and I yeah. think those other hoes are the problem. Yeah, I you know, love we we cut seen... quickly to the vixen. You know, it's just right. Like, yeah, but we've seen Monet and Eureka really <clears throat> oh, they like get a couple along. of times, yeah, they get along. and it shows in the segment they work together really, really well. Yeah, um, I and I, I think one of the things that really connects them for me is that they both there's a warmth underneath in how they approach people and how they talk to people. Like okay. there's just kind of this. I think there's a there's a good heart there. Mm -hmm. I know that you know there's been missteps with Eureka earlier this season, um, but I think there's I think they both are. They, they come across as very kind people and very warm people. Uh -huh. And so when I see like nice people being nice to each other, I'm like, oh, this is fucking happening. Right. Yeah. When when their baggage isn't kind of like alerted, mm -hmm. they're easy and fun. Yeah. Safe to play and have fun. Sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Feeling confident. I think also Eureka feeling confident because she just came off a win. And this is a challenge that's basically pitched to her because she knows how to do it. Mm -hmm. I think that also helped her disposition going into the challenge. Oh, you could tell. Yeah. And the idea that Monet was like like not um, adversarial to her mm -hmm. and Eureka was like oh okay you're great you know and it was easy for Eureka to kind of open and be with Monet well I think they both were kind of at this point in this stage in the competition where it was like Monet was kind of feeling like she had the scarlet letter because she'd been in the bottom twice and Eureka you know kind of 
can be a little bit much for people, and I think she knows that. Oh, and yeah. So, untucked. Yeah, yeah, so it's kind of great that they found each other um, and validated each other, mm-hmm. you know? And I think for Cameron, who probably feels, like, so overwhelmed by these big personalities, I it's just nice to see this happening among gay people. It's nice to see this happening among people in general. Right, you know? right. Um, yeah, we, we learn about, um, Blair's kind of stats notebook, mm-hmm. uh, which I thought was, I thought it was actually pretty adorable. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and then, uh, yeah, we learned, we, we talked about Monique, uh, Monique being the MacGyver of drag, mm-hmm. uh, glitter and Jesus, uh, bitch, I'm making it work. Okay. Yeah. Looking like Naomi from mama's family. Yeah. <laughs> that, that was, was a great, great little dig. Yeah. Um, so, and we've already talked a little bit about Cameron's story. Um, I, I, I felt like there was a bigger story in there that I kind of wanted, like it, the one about like every time she gets into a relationship. Oh, she that's what I talked about. Dumps too. her drag. Yeah, I, I was like, when she's not in drag, she's in a relationship. There's something there. Like, what is Cameron depending on? What does drag have that a boyfriend also fulfills? Exactly. You know, is it a sense <clears throat> of self? You know. Yeah, because I how wonder, many how many she, people go into relationships and they lose their identity? They lose themselves. Yeah, that happens so many times. Mm-hmm. I mean, present company included. Sure. You know, it's something yeah. I struggle with. Mm-hmm. But like you, yeah, and and there's something about drag where you're able to. Um, Find a new self, or mm-hmm. or find something else within you that may be the authentic you, right? But um, <clears throat> something else. I mean, I love that she's found drag because clearly, like, this is a talented, talented queen. Yeah, the looks that I've seen of her painting and mm-hmm. of her body. I mean, it is amazing transformation. Yeah, yeah. it's really dragular level yeah. drag in terms yeah. of the oh, detail. For sure. Dragular yeah. level, mm-hmm. and um, and to hear that she dumps drag race when she gets into a relationship. I'm like, oh, tr- dumps dragon, yeah, dumps drag, right? yeah, yeah, <clears throat> dumps drag race, yeah, um, dumps drag. I'm not watching another season <laughs> until I'm single. <laughs> um, but you know, I mean, that that that's crazy to me. Yeah, um, you know, for her to make that much of a body transformation shows me also how much she took on right. her boyfriend's drag. Yeah, and that to me is the story. The story was not spaghetti straps. Yeah, I'm not saying you can't tell that story, but it was like, um, Cameron. What what is like if I were RuPaul I'd be like but what's this about the boyfriend yeah right 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 because I mean it's a great it's a great thing to say right it Mm -hmm. doesn't matter what your body shape is you should be able to put it on a dress put on a wig and get your life Mm -hmm. right and that includes muscle queens you know right not that they're like not that they're downtrodden right you know what I mean so like I wasn't buying the whole Gia like I wasn't buying a Gia mm -hmm. I wasn't buying the whole story of like yeah these queens were mean to me because I you know I looked more like a boy blah 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 it's Mm -hmm. like okay that sucks right because there's this idea about what femininity is and I like that that Cameron is pushing this idea of like nope doesn't matter what your body looks like you can Mm -hmm. you can live your life um, but yeah, I think to your point, like, no, the more interesting is like, no, wait, 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 go back, go back, go back, go back. Right. So whenever you're not in drag, you're dating someone. Right. This is interesting. Yeah. Cause the this muscle... is something that other people that don't, that aren't muscle queens can relate to yeah. and they can latch onto and be like, oh yeah. The muscle queen story is, it's already run out of steam. Mm-hmm. Like I don't need any more of it. Yeah, no, like, I mean, it, it, this was the episode to talk about it. I'm yeah. glad we found out about it. Sure. I'm glad that she's thoughtful about it. Mm-hmm. She could, you know, she could very well be like a fishy queen and not even think about mm-hmm. it. But she is. Yeah. The part of me, and I know that a lot of what she does. There's depth there. Is that, yeah, that, that she does drag that's so the opposite of, of the, that masculine body. And she kind of defies that that template sure. with her illusion. That being said, I I 
I might be more intrigued by her if she was leaning into the muscle thing and and how that could inform her drag more uh, more so like to, that being the point is that she is working that into the drag sure. that she's showing it off sure. that it's a part of the illusion that she creates of who Cameron Michaels the, the queen is right she's a muscle lady yeah 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 like I I actually think like I appreciate the illusion but I think this could be so cool. Did you? Uh, I don't want to spoil anything for our Marys, but have you? Do you know who her Snatch Game yeah. character is? That's going to be cool. I mean, it could go one way or the other. It's a yeah. great character, and I think that she could do it. I think she's very funny. Yeah, I think um, she'll do it. But and I'm glad she's leaning in. Yeah, you know, she's leaning in. Yeah, it's an interesting phrase. Um, yeah. But yeah, so to talk I about know. <laughs> leaning yeah, in, leaning yeah. in. Um, to talk about the the boyfriend thing, I. Yeah, I wonder if she also knows uh, what that's about. Um, mm-hmm. I wonder if also, you know, this past relationship and then getting back in a drag and being so successful, if that she has found uh, a, a bigger connection to herself, that there is a maturity there, which you hope happens after a relationship, right? Because yeah. it sounds like it didn't end well. Yeah, no. I, I Especially think- somebody who's like, yeah, throw out your drag. I think any relationship where you throw out a part of yourself to be in it isn't starting well. I mean, so it can't end. Well. Marys, you're hearing it from 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 two people that have experienced it. Yeah, mm-hmm. like it yeah. is not it is not good. Yeah, when you give up a part of yourself because you're in a relationship, when you have to give up your dog or give up your cat, right, right, because your boyfriend doesn't like it, or you know, yeah, it, exactly. It it's not. Um, it's not a matter of how do I contort to fit into your prison. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. not how it works. Right. Right. Um, I'm not, it's just like you don't lose weight for a boyfriend. No. You know, you yeah. don't, you don't, um, buy a bigger house for a boyfriend. Yeah. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like there are, you know, I, I believe in being at a certain point emotionally and mentally that I think is a good place to start before you get into a relationship sure. because a relationship is where, there is certain shit and baggage you have that only comes out in a relationship. Mm-hmm. That is the catalyst. That is the ingredient that brings it. That's the yeast yep. that makes it rise. <laughs> it's just how it works. Uh-huh. Um, and so you have to be prepared for that. Yeah. And to, you know, Alanis Morissette talks about that, that, you know, you have to get, there's stage one of the relationship. There's a the honeymoon period. Then there's the now our shit's coming up. Most people drop out at that point. Yep. And then there's, okay, here's your skeletons. Here's my skeletons. Right. Let's, own that it's okay for humans to have skeletons. Mm-hmm. What are we going to do about this? Yeah. And can we make this work? Right. Will and it I, work? And will it work? And it's like, and you cannot show up with half your yourself for that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like it's about two complete people entering a partnership and seeing mm-hmm. each other fully eventually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The, my, my grandparents had, they had this little like thing on the wall in their house. I'm just remembering it now. Um, and it was just this little like illustration with this little quote and it was, you know, this couple and it said, um, a relationship is like a duet. One dances while the other claps. Oh, and I clap. I'm the clapper. And so I'm just like, oh yeah. Oh. And sometimes I'm the dancer in right. different ways. Right. And Some people are going to do the air sax while mm-hmm. you're cringing. Right. And yeah. then there'll be other things that I do that is more this that they're like, oh, that's not my thing. Yeah. They're like, oh, I'm not going to put on the towel dress, Colin. But right. I love that you do. But go for it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and so it's like you, but you can't exclude those parts of yourself to be in the relationship. You still have to show up and say, hey, you should know I like to put on a towel dress and lip sync in the bathroom mirror. Right. Right. And you need to be down with that. Yeah. Um, I think that was, and this is not 
this is not something I want, but I'm thinking of it now. Michelle talked about on What's the Tea once. <clears throat> she was talking about being in a relationship. And <laughs> I think the quote she said was like, if you can't sit on the edge of the tub and talk to me while I poop, then we can't be together. And I was like, well, then I guess it's not going to work out, not Michelle. Work out, Michelle. <laughs> but I just thought that I, that I don't, I'm not keen. But that's their relationship. But that's what it yeah. is. And it's just so, that <laughs> I think the specificity of sitting on the edge of the tub. Edge of the tub. <laughs> was okay. what was so funny. Um, the pooping I don't need. Uh, you never need it. No. Um, yeah. So we also get a Monet backstory, um, which yes. I think is uh, really compelling and, and beautiful. Uh, we learn about her being raised by her aunt and her uncle. Yeah. Um, and how she's from St. Lucia. Yeah. Um, which, you know, obviously notorious for its kind of... Yeah, a lot of the uh, Caribbean uh, islands are not uh, super gay friendly. Right. Uh, it's and more it, like they don't want to talk about it or see it. Some are... I mean, I think Jamaica has is a reputation for being a lot more outwardly homophobic. Uh-huh. And some are just... You don't talk about it. Right. Um, but yeah, she won Little Miss Caribbean. Oh, Little Miss Caribbean. And I wonder, because I, I live in Little Caribbean. Um, uh-huh. That's my neighborhood. It's recently just a, you know, a designated Little Caribbean. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, was it, was it, were, were, you, were we in the same place at different times? Oh, sliding doors, you know? <laughs> um, so yeah, so she won this Miss, Little Miss Caribbean and then it just made the news. Oh my God. In St. Lucia, her yeah. mother was confused and she had to lie to her mom, you know? It's funny because she said this whole this whole scene really like brought out a lot for me just because I was thinking about um, when she said she was worried that they might reject me. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and she's like, oh, I could have just told them. I could have just told them that, you know, I yeah. do drag and, you know, that's, that I'm a drag queen. That's what I do. Um, and she didn't. Um, it's the jury's still out whether that's still the case. Um, I'm assuming it still is. That her that her aunt and uncle who raised her don't know that her <clears throat> that her parent that her mother doesn't because I think the story is that everyone back home like her birth parents know back home but she's raised by her aunt, aunt and uncle here in New York and that they don't know because it made the news back in St Lucia and then she was getting on the phone calls I think that no the- she lied to her mom so her mother well, was yeah, confused so sure. I'm I'm assuming that her mother doesn't know even though she's raised by her aunt and uncle who know oh see I couldn't tell if the aunt and uncle knew. I think the aunt and uncle know, mm-hmm. and her mother and the people back there in mm-hmm. St. Lucia do not know. Well, in any event. In any, way, in any event, it reminded me of a very brilliant drag-adjacent um, uh, show called Chess. It's a musical. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I can't believe you didn't know that half of ABBA wrote this musical. Oh, God. And you love ABBA. Oh, I love ABBA. Um, Ugh, come on, Bjorn. So anyway, the song is I called- I am baby Bjorn. <laughs> Go on. Um, the song's called Pity the Child. Mm-hmm. Um, and for our Marys that don't know it, I'm just going to read one of the verses, but I encourage you to go listen to the entire song. Um, it's, it is like for a queer person to hear. Um, so it's sung by Freddie, who's the American. And uh, just this, this is like the second verse. He says, pity the child who has ambition, knows what he wants to do, knows that he'll never fit the system others expect him to. Pity the child who knew his parents saw their faults, saw their love die before his eyes. Pity the child that wise. He never asked, did I cause you distress? Just in case they said yes. Um, and I, my heart went out to Monique, uh, Monique, to Monet, because she probably sacrificed her own ambition and her own self-love because she was worried about distressing her mother. Mm-hmm. And I, that is a t- all too common experience. There are, s- and 
even in this episode uh, with Blair's sexual assault, there's so many connections that I can make to the things that I that my parents do not know. Yeah, because I don't want to cause them distress. Oh, I don't want them yeah. to know. Yeah, yeah. I think that that whole idea of in in a lot of different ways, right? That whole idea of like, what would my parents think, right, if they knew this? Yeah. Um, it's even, a reason why a lot of gay kids don't talk about the crimes that are put against them. Oh yeah, yeah. It's or the struggles that they go through, or being bullied at school. Mm-hmm. If, if even if you're not queer, you know what I mean? Right, right. And it's it's like, you know, especially because I think most. A lot of queer kids, when they come out, I mean, you know, my parents express the same concerns so many other parents express of like, certainly at the time, like, it's a harder road than it would be if you were straight. It's just that the the design is not made up, uh, you know, to support this as much as it is if you were straight, um, you know, to which I say, well, gay sex is all about jerry rigging the system, you sure. know, so we'll figure it out. Yeah. yeah. We'll find a hole and we'll figure out what right, to do with exactly. it. Exactly. We're going to uh, make it work. We'll make it work. Um, and we have. And so, uh, God bless it. And so I. And when it's too big, you just make more room. Yeah. It will fit. It will not hurt <laughs> if you want it. It you will not it. hurt. Um, and it's. But I think that, especially for gay people, when shit happens, when you do get hurt in some way, and, and whether it's tied to being gay or not, there's that feeling of like, ugh. You don't want to report back that their biggest fears came true. Sure. You know? You don't want to tell them that. <clears throat> yeah, that all of the risks that they were concerned about, you came across. But it's a fallacy because there are plenty of girls and daughters mm-hmm. that are raised in straight households. Of course. And are sexually assaulted in college or, you know, are fat shamed or are, you know, rejected from a job because they're, I mean, all of these things. Mm-hmm. That that uh, that they that they may or may not tell their parents. Also, it, yeah. to connect it to the gay thing is uh, unfair. It's a fallacy. That's what it is. Well, I think it's no. I don't think it's false. I think it's a specific example. I think that like, I think that that absolutely is but true. But all, all parents think, are worried about their child's road. And for for them to be like, oh, well, the gay road is harder. It's like the the road is hard. It's mm -hmm. going to be hard for most people. I think that the gay road comes with certain challenges that you would not have to confront if you were straight. And it's like there are challenges that come with there are challenges that come with growing up in a certain part of the country. There are challenges that come with going to war. There are challenges that come with all sorts of different things that could take your life in a certain direction. Uh And if you're straight, then you don't have to face the challenge of someone seeing you walking down the street with your significant other and bashing your head in with a lead pipe. Right, yeah. So that's not to say that, like, I think it's kind of like equating it to, and I know this is tricky, but, like, I think it's kind of like saying this is why all lives matter doesn't work because there are specific experiences, and that's why it's important to say black lives matter. Oh, for sure. Because you can't lump them in together. No, you can't. And so I think it's just acknowledging those nuances. Oh, I see what you're saying. But, oh... Women, oh, oh, yeah, straight women. Uh, There's plenty of things that they that they don't tell their parents because they don't want to cause them distress. There, in some ways, right? I, I think and that, I would also yeah. I would also say uh, just just knowing I was just talking with a good friend of mine the other day um, that even growing up black in America, there are things that you don't want to tell your parents either. Mm-hmm. Sure, right? because you, I, I, you, all of your fears came true yeah. yesterday, mom. Yeah, all those. You things don't want to say that you late at night worrying about after I came out to you just happened. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and I think for 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 women, it's like it's just a constant barrage. Sure. You know. Yeah. Sure. To the point where I think it gets normalized, and that's why it doesn't get like specifically called out. Right. Because it's become part of the the fabric 
Oh, I see. You know saying. what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't think. I think for a long time nobody really questioned the kind of like cat calling and shit like that. Mm-hmm. It was just like, oh, that's just what the landscape looks like. Nope, that's somebody's daughter. Yeah, yeah, and, and you're saying fucking awful things right now. Yeah, to somebody's daughter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and so I think that's also why it doesn't get the same focus is because this is terrible to say, but like I think a lot of people just got used to it. Oh, Colin, it, that that's that's been the problem. That's been the goal of most oppressors mm-hmm. is for us to get used to it. You know, mm-hmm. it. I, I don't want to get too political, but the chaos in this country, um, the the gun violence in this country. I mean, it is becoming so normalized. Yeah. Oh, my God. Um, that we'll talk about it for two days, for mm-hmm. a week, maybe. And then we won't be talking about it yeah. because it is because there's something else. And yeah. that is what the oppressors w- want. They mm-hmm. want us to get so used to it and so downtrodden right that we stop fighting yeah and we stop calling out the cat callers we stop calling out the optics right right exactly we stop saying wait a minute does anyone else here look at like the objective like on paper you know description of what's happening right now does anyone else see that this is fucked up like right they have to stop that voice because i think i think what happens is you just have to they want you to get into the state of just trying to keep your head above water sure you know it's you're you're mentally and emotionally just trying to keep ends make ends meet you know what i mean and i wonder if for someone like monet and for for any queer kid that doesn't come out to their parents because they don't want to it to cause them distress if if it's the same thing it's Mm -hmm. like you know what i just i I, I'm just trying to make ends meet. I'm just trying to survive here. Yeah. I don't want to cause them any distress. They don't need to know. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. Um, I don't want to ruffle any feathers right now. Yeah. Um, I think, and, and I don't want to jump ahead into this too much, but, you know, Monet says this in, in <clears throat> excuse me, in relation to what, you know, Blair's story, but Monet points out in Untucked, like, just the power of oh, saying, saying it. it. There is something... Like that catalyzes when you say something versus it just being in your head. Oh, an utterance creates a, a reality. Yeah, and yeah. I think that it's like if you're not ready or can't come out to your parents because something you some people you some you can't you can't absolutely no nope. and and you shouldn't if that's yep. your situation come out to somebody Mary sure come out right. to somebody right all right Mary podcast at gmail dot com yeah. come out to come somebody out to Mary yeah. yeah. We're into it. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. There's something that happens when you come out. Yeah. Yeah. Right. The Um, utterance. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway. Well, it's like uh, Monique's story, right? Mm -hmm. She just kept hearing it in her head. Like, you're Mm -hmm. gay. You're gay. Yeah. 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 And then it like being like... The, the willingness to just like say it and like, oh, no, 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 I can't. I can't, right, you know, right. um, it's a little bit of, you know, exposure therapy. Mm-hmm. You have to get used to it. Right. And hear it. Right. And let it become part of your reality. Yeah. Because it's Because real. then you're going to wake up and remember like, oh, it's not about causing them distress because that's on them, you know? Yeah. Oh, exactly. Exactly. It's like you... Because what you're doing instead is you're like, I'll just take all that distress on myself. Right. And that's not going to work. No. It's you're you're overdosing on distress. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Um, it's not worth it. Well, man, I mean, this, that's part one of All Right, Mary going yeah. in. We have other things to talk about um, <laughs> that, are yeah. much, that are bigger also. Sure. Um, but we should we should move on. Uh, and if we have any other thoughts on that, I'm sure they'll come up in new ones. Sure. Um, and obviously, Mary's, if you have any thoughts, you can always reach out to us um, at All Right, Mary podcast at gmail.com. That's probably the best format to find us for these types of issues. Yeah. Um, so do you want to talk about the challenge? Yeah, we yeah we're to the runway and the challenge. I loved how long 
these ch- this challenge was. Oh my god! I just yeah. I mean, I know that it was still edited, especially especially Cracker sure. Blair and Vixen. Yeah, the Vixen, um, especially. But uh, it, I was like. This is still going on. Yeah. They're yeah. still doing this. I have not seen in 10 seasons. Yeah. This much attention to an entire challenge. Mm-hmm. And then they have a full runway. Oh, f- they didn't. They did not cut. Mm-hmm. They did not skim, skimp anything. We got we m- multiple workroom scenes. Yep. We got Rue visits. Yep. Any, we got a mini challenge. Mini challenge. Any of the shit they'd normally cut. They got a whole rack of shit. They got a whole rack of segments. <laughs> It's incredible. Yeah, I, I, man, uh, it was. I was so happy to see it. Yeah. Um, but so yeah, we have this great challenge uh, with uh, the Dragon panel body mm-hmm. um, comes out, and this was great. Um, there was just a few things I wanted. I wrote down that I loved. Um, Big booty Judy's. Oh, I love that. Big booty Judy's. <laughs> Monet. I mean, I. I loved watching. It was almost like I could feel her hitting her stride and then just taking off. Uh-huh. Like there's that moment where she's like, and I've got it. Right. You know what I mean? Like, she, I well, just, I got I it. I got it. You know, <laughs> like it's kind of like she's she's got a good vibe going. Yeah. And she just ran she it. She got through. She got through. She had that grandfather joke. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was just, oh, and I felt like that was the moment. Right. That was when I was like, and she's good. That was the Monet. <laughs> that was the Monet. Yeah. That was the Monet. Yeah. She uh, got tricks for tits. Yep. You know. She cashed in. Yeah. It yeah. Was, it was good. Yeah. I loved how she referred to to Eureka as big body beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, I also loved this um, this uh, explanation from Eureka, where she's talking about um, being a bigger bigger boy. Mm-hmm. How of course she wouldn't want to add more padding, right? But actually, you do need to add more padding if you're going to create this quote unquote feminine illusion mm-hmm. to look thinner. Yeah. Now this was you know, or just to create those proportions. It's about right. You know, having an hourglass. Right, that proportion. Yeah, I always think of, just an example, I always think of Darian Lake. In season six, there's that challenge. It's the black and white challenge. She's got like the, the big white top with the big shoulder pads and the black dress. Mm-hmm. She created these enormous proportions, and it made her look just like everything was yeah. in place. Eureka's fantastic at that. Yeah, um, yeah. There's no question. I, I will say that, and not to be kind of a nudge about it, but, you know, not all desirable feminine shapes are hourglass mm-hmm. right yeah and that they're just as um uh cameron is trying to celebrate muscle queens mm-hmm. and how that that can be feminine i also believe that we don't need an hourglass to be feminine now it's unfortunate because that's in our narrative as ingrained in our culture of mm-hmm. gender binary yeah and what it means to be and look like a desirable woman or a just read woman Mm -hmm. that hourglass is kind of what uh it takes shape Mm -hmm. um but how great would it be if it was just a triangle like uh on 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 a bathroom you know that was the shape Mm -hmm. um i don't know why it has to be an hourglass all the time but maybe that was just this example um i mean i think you know the way i the way i look at it because i get what you're saying and i think it's kind of like well we let's learn our let's read our audience. You right. know, I think they're paying attention to like these people are are not ready for. Hey, there's different body shapes. Sure. There. How do I embrace? How do I embrace my own body? Right. But her the, body as a boy in yeah. the lens of this kind of like generally considered like uh, desirable shape. Sure. How do like how do I meet 
hourglass with me. Yeah. And I, get I think it. it's kind of like, okay, start with that. Start right. with accepting yourself. Right. I think it's, uh, yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Start with accepting yourself um, and celebrating the transformation of your own body and what you can do. But I think it's worth noting that the narrative is there, that they're, and that, and that it's false, right? Yeah. This idea mm-hmm. of what a feminine body looks like. Mm-hmm. That's the illusion that Eureka is going to. It's only one type of illusion. Yeah. I yeah. think it's a, it's a direction that drag race could certainly go. Um, it's a direction that Dragula goes. Yeah. Um, I, and I, I'm very grateful for Dragula, even Drag Race Thailand. Um, I, not necessarily all of the looks that I, and I've only seen a couple episodes, not necessarily all of them prescribe to that, like, oh, there's a certain, you know, feminine quote unquote body type. Sure. Um, it's more about just the illusion, the creativity. Right. Um, but I think drag well, this drag race celebrates the glamazon right? yeah which is that you know hourglass right old hollywood type of silhouette it's part of the brand it's yeah. part of like it's this brand it's yeah. this form of drag yeah yeah but i would not be surprised as they've done with the inclusion of different types of queens well and i'm thinking about sasha who's celebrating mm-hmm. bald queens yep. and how you know back in season one uh, Angina got red for mm-hmm. being a bald queen, you know, yeah. and then and then you know eight seasons later you have Bob the drag queen and then Sasha winning two seasons in a row, right? Or in season one when um, Nina got red for that very masculine um, bird look, sure, and now then later you know we get queens even like Aquaria, right? Who is oh my god the Klaus Nomi? We'll yeah. get there, but yeah, yeah. lots no, of queens right. who don't yeah. do Courtney act, yeah, they don't do an illusion at all in terms of body, right? And it's totally fine, yeah. Um, so they're they're getting there. Yeah, um, it's it's coming. Yeah, um, we get the the hard talk from the audience. Uh, why oh, is that's... drag important in our political climate? The mole, the secret Mary, yeah, who showed up. Mary. It was like, yeah, that was actually us. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I know. Uh, I was just, and Eureka handled it really well. Oh, she did. She I, really did. I, I thought it was. I loved how she said trails. She said trials. Or trials. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Trials. trials, yeah. Trials. Mm-hmm. Um, I would love to hear this question answered from every drag queen on Drag Race. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I think this is a chance for them to just kind of chime in. Um, I mean, obviously, the season's there. not over. I would not be surprised to see another politically informed challenge. Uh-huh. Or one that's even more directly politically informed. Oh, really? I just think I would be shocked if RuPaul did not. RuPaul? RuPaul? What about me? What about me? What about Raven? Raven. What about political climate? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Uh, exactly. Um, yeah, no, this it was a great answer. You know, no one feels like they belong right now. Yeah. So the yeah. drag is mm-hmm. kind of similar. Yeah. It's a way to escape. Um, I I loved how they dressed up Ryan. I think it I think Yeah, it was. Uh, Bryce. I think this is, is Bryce. It Bryce? Oh, yeah, I think it's Bryce. 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 Yeah. Sorry, yeah. Whatever. whatever. Yeah. <laughs> that. <laughs> oh. No, I'm just um, kidding. Yeah. That's... No, I, I like that they're using that kind of model mm-hmm. uh, to uh, throughout the, 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 the challenge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought that was a funny idea. Cool. I mean, he's like the most awkward of the pit crew models. Yeah, but he's doing it well. He, I'm kind of oh, proud of him. He's a good sport, yeah. but I just love Jason so much. I he, know. Just, he would have been great. Yeah. And I think been... he'd make a beautiful queen. Yes, for sure. Um, we have Painted for Filth that comes out. Um, this was Monique at her best. Oh, my God. I mean, you know, what? I thought that whole, like, the Aquaria joke about, like, unfollow her and follow me right. was so appropriate. Yeah. Because I think, doesn't Monique have the least amount of... She, well, going into going in. Drag Race, at least. Yeah. I don't know about now. But I would going assume... in, Monique had the least. And I'd assume Aquaria had probably... She did have the most. Yeah. So it was, like, a very fitting joke. She and... had more than Eureka. 
Oh, I'm not surprised. Yeah, yeah because I think she. Yeah, I just think who she is and like her reputation. I'm not yeah. shocked at all. Um, Aquaria. Yeah. yeah, and then that that Danny Glover joke, which oh is my like god, brilliant. RuPaul loves those types of references. Right. A- you have to age your reference a little bit. <laughs> he loves that. You know, if oh, you're gonna crack god. the code, you know. Oh, for sure, yeah. for sure. I, you know, I just feel like Monique is an expert, mm-hmm. and she just. This is what you could tell that this she's done this mm-hmm. for years. She won this challenge. Yeah, she, she won, won like if we have not made it clear earlier, she won this challenge. <laughs> she did better than any of them. She danced circles. She sewed circles around them. Yeah, she won this challenge. I loved her. I just she was the ooh ah ah sensation. Uh, <laughs> she's stunning. She looks stunning. Oh god, that laugh. <laughs> um, what does spook your lash mean? Oh, I don't know. So Asia talks about it when she's. I loved seeing her yeah. blow drying her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like, um, yeah, if somebody's going to spook your lash. Oh, I think if they're going to kind of like clock it, if they're going to kind of like see if it's out of place. Like oh. her idea was like, oh, and if you're worried if it's out of place, just keep moving around and they won't be able to oh, clock it. Oh, just keep it. moving around. Yeah. I'm assuming. Spook your lash. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm just using context clues. I just love that. Spook your lash. Spook your lash. I want it like spook your lash up your life yeah. well it's also like a great expression for if you're doing like halloween makeup just spook your lash oh spook your lash yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. it's a great name for like a halloween party yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. spook your lash, spook your lash. Yeah. Um, it's like a it's like a drag queen's like halloween album you know yes oh yeah <laughs> spook oh your lash yeah a little monster mash yeah yeah yeah, yeah. spook mm-hmm. your lash <laughs> it was the spook your lash <laughs> it was the nail glue <laughs> <laughs> um, um, you know, I also <laughs> the glitter on your lips. <laughs> Spook your lash. <laughs> it was a drag queen bash. <laughs> Spook your bash. <laughs> so I, I also really appreciate it. Yeah. I appreciated um, Aquarius Photoshop story. Oh, I thought sh- that, it's brilliant. I thought that was like, that, oh, kids don't, you know, that's not normal. That's so smart. <laughs> that's not no. average. I thought that was so smart. Yeah. And I'm getting to the point where I just can't deny. Oh, it, she's, I mean, it's like, it's like a Violet Chachki. Yeah. I can't fight it. it Aquarius. Or like a, a Tyra Sanchez, yeah. you know, not to, to put sure. the sword. But season two, Cyra, Tyra Sanchez. Yeah. Season two, Cyra Tyra Sanchez. Yeah. Aquaria. I mean, Sh- 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 yeah. Strong J, Strong J, Strong J. Boomerang. Yeah. A little Easter egg for our Matreon. There you go, Mary. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I just can't help but like see that. Like, okay. She's 21. She's figuring out how to talk on TV. She's still learning herself. She, right. But like, she runs away from a fight. Okay. Like, okay. All right. But in the meantime, her 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 aesthetic, her eye for fashion, her eye for looks, the details that she pays attention to, the ideas she comes up with, and how she executes them, it's just so, so remarkable. She's so goddamn talented. Oh, my God. Ugh. I just it it just is because I, I haven't really been cheering her for her this season, right? Well, because we're kind of like, all right, yeah, but all right, like, God damn it, she. Yeah, I mean, and she really did well this challenge. Oh I yeah, felt like yeah, she, she did pretty well. Yeah. I don't think she did that well on the panel. I don't think she did as well as maybe like. Uh, I thought Cameron probably did better than her. Yeah, you know, well, I didn't and underst- I thought Asia and and Monique were better than um, Aquarius. Yeah, I didn't understand why they didn't demonstrate the makeup on Bryce. Well, yeah, I mean, I guess Monique was doing that, and then they were just like going to do tips, which I, I thought was really smart mm-hmm. because I got I got two tips at once, and yep. you know they tried to read Michelle mm. Visage getting confused, but I'm like, nope. 
yeah. I want to see both happening at the same time. Mm -hmm. I think that's fabulous. And there's plenty of tutorials where someone is using a blow dryer while someone else is talking. Like that's oh, yeah. not crazy. Sure. You know what I mean? It's like uh, when you're watching a cooking show, right? Mm -hmm. And like you have you have to make the sauce, but like the chicken needs to go in the oven. Mm -hmm. And even though the chicken is like going to be pre-cooked later, right. but no, you put the chicken in the oven and then you're going to like make the sauce and then you have to check on the chicken a little bit and then you're going back to the sauce mm -hmm. and you go back and forth, you know? Yeah. And then oh, finally yeah. like the pre-made thing comes out after the commercial break. Right. Oh, they yeah. certainly they handled that all of that choreography of the scene. It was great really well yeah um yeah no it I, I really i was glad to see them do well i was concerned that the act one red herring was that you know they were saying eureka's team, asia was saying eureka's team is going to fail and i thought then they were going to fail right and i was like oh no i can't see any of them go home i mean right. none of them no. are yeah no america no they're not going home they're not going home <laughs> no um wigs uh, wigs. My biggest problem with this wigs um, sketch, right? If we're going to talk about DragCon panel about teaching something, mm -hmm. I think for me, the person asked a question like, "Oh, what you know? What what, what can I learn about about wigs?" Um, and they said like, "Oh, we'll do two things after buying a wig in a bag." And I'm like, "Well, what two things, right. Mary?" Right. And I think that in I, I don't know why their demo wasn't. Take a shake and go wig and style it. Ugh. We didn't see them like actually take a wig and do it. I know it must take hours, but you can do what they do on cooking shows mm -hmm. and, you know, start the process, do it for about two minutes mm -hmm. and then bring out the full one. Exactly. exactly. I didn't learn anything from I, I didn't learn enough from this. Yeah, and I think that they're, they they did not – what the other teams did really well is they all found uh, a vibe. They all they all matched a, a note. They all kind of were like, okay, let's all kind of find the it's same – very professional. Yeah, right. let's find the same kind of place to land and let's go, let's go from there. Right. And I think in this one, they each played a different note. You know, Cracker was doing this kind of like salty thing. Yeah, and this then, is not your moment. Yeah, and then yeah. Yeah, and Blair was kind of – I just wanted Blair to relax. Oh, yeah. Blair, if you're just yourself – what you're trying to do will come through better. Sure. Um, and then the Vixen, I think, was was actually, was, she was the energy they needed to. Yeah, you, I you found know? her really charming, actually. Yeah, si same. And I think they needed to match her. Yeah. And the fact that Cracker wasn't made it really hard to work with. And it was very, um, it was not very yes and. Right. It was very right. shutting down. Yeah, that's right. She threw a lot of shade. Mm -hmm. You know, I did love the t-shirt can be a gown and then a wig. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I was reminded of your towel dress. Oh, I was yeah. like, oh, I've done that. Yeah. I know sure. exactly what yeah, she's talking absolutely. about. Yep. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, Cracker, it, there was a lot of shade. Yeah. And, and I, 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 have, why do I feel like Cracker um, was on social media talking about how... Courtney did. Oh, Courtney. Courtney she said, you know... I don't think it was as bad as it came across. I think when you when you edit out laugh track, like things can seem really different. Oh right. And I think she was yeah she was you know suggesting that there was a lot of editing in this scene, um, which I think is probably true, <clears throat> but does not deny the fact that we still didn't learn anything. Yeah. And I have to believe that because they're trying to create a good TV show where the the idea of the episode was also to teach people. Sure. That if they had the opportunity to teach people, they would have shown it. Right. In terms of the footage they had. Right. So I think they had that, a long time. Yeah. I think that's still a flaw. I think your idea is exactly what they should have done. Yeah. I think to I think exactly people they they want to see an easy tip. They want to see something that they can do, do right after drag. Right. But they also want that instant gratification to see what it looks like. To yeah. Do that cooking show thing. Yeah. 
I don't I don't know. I don't know why they didn't do that. I don't know why they didn't listen to this episode and then <laughs> What are we doing this for? Yeah, yeah. Are we on the same show? Right? Oh God. You know, I'm I'm going home. <laughs> well on that, America, I'm going home. On that note, we're gonna take a little break and then we're gonna talk about the runway. Mm. Well, hat's incredible, Mary. That's amazing. Hats off to you. Oh, Thank you. <laughs> so we have this fantastic runway. Um, you know, I got to say, uh, with Rue's look, because um, I think it's worth mentioning, um, I appreciated uh, the juxtaposition. Uh-huh. I think she was outshined by her queens this week. Yeah. I'm also surprised you didn't wear a hat on the runway. <laughs> like, right? She wore a mask last week. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. That's true. I, I think she was wearing a mask for other reasons, right? Because she was sick. and Because right. it wasn't her. It was some white woman. <laughs> I saw it. Oh, God. It was Michelle Visage. Right. Uh, it was Michelle Visage's husband. Oh, um, David. David. Um, so, yes, we have Cameron Michaels coming out uh, with this 60s mod Star Trek meet Sailor Moon look. Uh, yeah. Spinning headpiece. It was great. It was like a good kind of a mousse bouge. I'm like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm hungry. Okay. Yeah, I thought it was okay. It wasn't bad. I think that Emily V. Gordon, the V, I don't know, stands for vivacious. Uh, I think that she made a good point <laughs> that it's like, okay, well, we did kind of see a bathing suit and tights in the challenge. And, uh, you know, yeah, obviously we've seen other great she looks. She was a from, tough judge. She was. She was a super fan, judge. you know. Yeah. Um, we've seen other great looks from Cameron. So Oh, that's true. I think that like, oh. This was fun, though. It was it fun. Was fun. And I think it was all about the hat, which I think was important. Mm-hmm. I, so think I appreciated that. Yeah, I think she she can she can do so much more. So I'm all excited right. to see her do more. Um, then Anne Sassy comes out. Oh, God <laughs> bless Monet Exchange. You know, after a long day at church, I don't want to see that. Right? Oh, God. You know, I, I like. <laughs> I am passing the collecting plate around. For oh Monet my Exchange. god! It was fantastic. Like, she looks. It was so graphic. Uh, I loved her like Sister Act Two slash Janet Jackson move. The little dance. This thing. Uh huh. The little church. What dance. have you done for mm-hmm. me lately? Yeah. yeah. The spirits took over for a second. <laughs> she was feeling the sermon a little bit, and yeah, I was into yeah, it. Yeah, for sure. And you know, I think about Rita Louise Watson's story in Sister Act Two, where mm-hmm. her mother doesn't know that she's in the choir, mm-hmm. and then her mother comes and sits in the fourth row and says. After you were incredible, right. so I mean, I'm just like I'm hoping Monet's mama. I know. This. Oh, I know. This <laughs> this was having her own Rita Louise Watson right. moment. Oh, it's for church. <laughs> it's for, singing's for church. Singing's for church. Um, no, this this look was incredible, and I loved the specifics of like she gets an Uber executive. You know, like right. I was like, oh, and you know, <laughs> I have seen these women like. On Easter in my neighborhood, uh-huh. I saw these women everywhere. Oh, sure. And it was like, this is accurate. Sure. But the print on this was just like, oh, I could just look at this look all day. <laughs> I could look at Monet all day, but this look. <laughs> yeah, it was gorgeous. Yeah. Gorgeous. Just incredible. You know, it's interesting because she took a hat challenge and I, the hat was, the hat was the starting point. Right. To an amazing look. Mm-hmm. Because you wear a, a, a Sunday hat, right? When you're right. going to church. The hat completed the story. That exactly. But the that look. That was smart. Yeah. That was smart. Yeah, yeah. Um, then Eureka comes out with her spy versus spy look. Yeah, that, you know, I took the note. She looked like a cartoon villain. That's yeah, what it was. Spy versus spy. Mm-hmm. That's what yeah. it was for me. Yeah. Um, yeah. Houndstooth. This was 
uh, I mean, it's it's great drag. Yeah, it was great. I love that it was all one piece with the gloves yeah. and everything. I thought that was super cool. Yeah, I didn't understand the samurai reference. I just kind of was like, what are you talking yeah. about? Samurai? Yeah, what? I was like, after a long what? night of hooking, what are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, I don't know what's yeah. going on here. Yeah. yeah. Are you going to chop up a watermelon? Like, yeah. What's going on? Right. <laughs> I would have been into that. She did a whole like Gallagher drag. Where he, <laughs> what? Where that is that comedian from the eighties, and he would like smash fruit and like watermelons on stage. And I, I thought like, that was Carrot Top. No, no, no. Maybe Carrot Top's done it, but Gallagher is the OG. Oh, okay. And then if you were sitting in the front row, people would wear like rain jackets and they'd have tarps because <laughs> this was this bizarre thing that 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 entertainment was watching this this guy smash a watermelon with a sledgehammer. <laughs> I think he had jokes. Oh, oh, oh you've got jokes. Oh, you've got- oh. <laughs> so tell us a joke. Yeah. Oh, oh Trixie's got jokes. <laughs> <laughs> that reminds me of that Chicago queen that I love, who does um, the pussy song. Teriyaki. Yeah, teriyaki. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chicago queen. I think she's still performing. I hope she's still performing. She loves cosmic brownies. She loves cosmic brownies. So she. Oh God, that show. So she. <laughs> that fucking show. That those, fucking those show. Dudes with the cooking. With Jackie. I know where that segment with her oh is so God. funny. Oh yeah, no, it is very funny. Yeah. But so she has that uh, that sketch that she does, lip sync to where she's talking about all the things she has to do to her cat. Mm-hmm. She's you know she's got to pet it, she's got to skin it, you know. Right. Anyway, but so it gets really messy. Oh, does yeah. it? Because oh. she starts, she has to like hit it. Oh, I see. Oh, it literally gets messy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I see. Okay. Anyway, um, that's, yeah. So that's that's yeah. What I'm so that's what uh, uh, you know. If Eurekas did real samurai and started like chopping things up, and you know, then mm, I'd be there. Interesting yeah. drag. Um, Aquarius slayed me. Unbelievable. Um, she came out, and I was like, "Oh, Courtney acted that." And then Aquaria did this. Mm-hmm. And it was, well, there's nuance to Courtney's. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That They're both gorgeous. great looks. Yeah. Uh, and so smart. This was, I mean, it was so well executed. That mm-hmm. hat. The, the the sort of illusion of having it be on the ear. Yeah. Just that's the thing that Aquaria does where it's like, oh, then I'm going to do this. I'm going to elevate it a little yep. bit more. Yep. And then she does the androgyny thing so well. She walks that runway like she's been walking that runway since she was, you know, in a diaper (laughs) out of the womb. She comes out of the womb. Yeah. Onto the runway. Right. Yeah. Yeah. In a diaper looking like Linda Evangelista. Looking like a Linda Evangelista. Yeah. That smile. Right. Uh, Yeah. Did you stone that umbilical cord? Oh, my God. (laughs) Serving placenta realness. Yeah. Yeah. She came out there wearing afterbirth. (laughs) And they would say that fetus is beautiful. <laughs> oh my god! Uh. Oh god! Glitter and be born. <laughs> uh. Oh, smacks her ass. It's a drag queen. <laughs> I'm dying! I'm dying right now! Oh my god! <laughs> would you like to tuck the cord? <laughs> believe Aquarius. <laughs> Sorry, I can't even look at you right now. Um, I heard that before. <laughs> if I had a dime. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> two dimes. Yeah. Um, I can't believe Aquarius 21. I know. 
I know. I just think congratulations, Aquaria. You know, whatever happens on this show, and I know Mm -hmm. that you had problems uh, with the Vixen and with Cracker, and and this whole show is kind of painting you to be this kind of fumbling word person. But like like, to throw those in there, yeah. But you are going to figure it out. That Mm -hmm. you are going to figure it out. And even if you don't, you have all of this. Oh my God! Yeah, I mean, this is just really incredible. I mean, Mm -hmm. I. Was fighting it from the start. Yeah, me too. And I, I just, I just can't. It's like a Viola Chachi situation. Yeah. You know? It just feels better to give her credit for all yeah. the hard work. No, I think you so. Know? I think so. I yeah. think it's important. Yeah. Um, Monique Hart. I, I mean, I can't believe she made this. The bitch uh, looks great. Yeah, the bitch looks great. We yeah. talked about this. Yeah. Um, this for me, Asia O'Hara, is the winning look of the entire series yeah. of Drag Race. Jesus Christ. This hasn't. I mean, aside from perhaps. I mean, Courtney Axe wings, right? Where, where it was that type of scale of a production? Um, even um, there's some reveals that have happened mm-hmm. on the runway. I think of Alachachki's reveal. Mm-hmm. Um, there are some. This is right up there, if oh, yeah. not like the, topping it. Mm-hmm. In terms of queens who took the challenge, took the look, and and went. Way beyond. Yeah. I mean, I always give credit to Ivy Winters for coming out on stilts. Sure. Just sure. The, the mere spectacle sure. of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, these queens, hey, Courtney Act, just the mere fact that she's going to come out with these big old fucking wings. Yeah. And, and I'm going to take drag to that next level. Right. Yeah. Like, <clears throat> what did the other queens in the workroom do? Right? right. When they see Courtney Act with the wings, right. it's like... Fuck my drag, right? Well, that's what Santino says. Are these other queens just shitting in the workroom yeah. when they see this? Yeah. The same is like these queens are Here's putting Here's Ajo O'Hara, and she's who putting, has been killing it the entire season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Putting an Ikea lamp in her hair. <laughs> yeah. And and making it work. Yeah. Yeah. She And one of the things I also love about What was about the her, lamp called, Colin? Oh, I don't know. I, 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 yeah. Drug. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> who knows? Yeah. Um, I have no idea. The oh. ooh-ah sensation. Yeah. I, um, but, you know, I... I think the other thing that's amazing about this look is that obviously the hair is amazing, but then she completely accomplishes the nude illusion with the dress. It oh, totally I works. I know. And a lot of queens really struggle with that. Of she like, had performance mm-hmm, yeah. of getting it to match. You know, she had that with that uh, the the runway with the bathing suit. Oh yeah, right. But in this one, the I nude- mean, it, this is what you bring if you can bring something. Mm-hmm. This is what you bring. Yeah, I you mean, know, this was you bring this dress. Mm-hmm. And I love that the hair, you couldn't really see, but it was this kind of like sort of orange afro oh, kind it, of thing. It totally fit the whole illusion. Yeah, so it was like in there. I was like, oh. And that's one of those nuances where it's like, oh, we might not even see it. I mean, I can't believe that she came out on this runway looking like the most beautiful weed I ever. know. Yeah, yeah. Make a wish. Make you a know? wish, bitch. Ugh, make yeah. a wish, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> make a wish, bitch. <laughs> Oh, please welcome to the stage, Wish Bish. Wish Bish. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh God, yeah, this is this is. Uh, I, I, I I'm assuming she made this. I mean, yeah, I mean, it, I think it is literally an IKEA lamp. So I think that she, I mean, I think she, she probably didn't make the pieces from scratch, right? But she assembled the sure, look. Sure. Yeah. yeah, and I think of like a Courtney Act who didn't make those wings. No, you know what certainly. I mean? yeah. yeah, yeah. Um. Um. So Cracker, uh, this was also gorgeous. Yeah, this was really cool. It was yeah. you know a, a clever reference, um, clever idea. You know, it was, it was My Fair Lady, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah, it was a cool look. Uh, mermaid dress. The hair is a hat. I mean, that's impressive. Mm-hmm. I mean, 
She's impressive. Yeah. She's Eliza do a lot. Oh, there you go, Mary. <laughs> All right. <laughs> wah, wah. Wah, wah. Dad was in the car working on that one. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. How um, long did it take you to write that one down? I just made it up right now. Oh, good Can for you, tell? you. Oh, good for you, Mary. Good for you. Hello, Dolly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's not the reference. <laughs> Oklahoma. <laughs> The fringe on top. Oh my goodness! Um, so yes, yeah, so Cracker, uh, it was great. Um, it's just unfortunate because she came out after Asia. Yeah, and I think yeah. that's kind of the the thing. It's not the production, but there was like a lot of nuance to that dress. Mm-hmm. I also, um, I guess, the one thing I would say about Cracker is, um, I think because I'm like, why didn't this like super excite me? And I feel like it was just her energy. Like I think this is the like Monique comes out in a look that like objectively isn't as like intricate or like elaborate as say an Asia O'Hara. Right. But she comes out selling the shit out of it. Sure. And there's, it's her energy and her attitude that sells it for me. Miss Cracker comes out looking like just really impeccable look that she worked on for, and she like 12 hours to build that hair. Oh my God. And that's incredible. Yeah. But there was something about, I guess her energy on the stage that was, and I don't know if it was a holdover from the challenge or what, where she just felt a little, it was a little cold. Sure. I don't know. I, she might be reading the writing on the wall, you know? Maybe. And being like, why am I here? What am I going to do? You know, this is out of my control. How am I going to make this better? I, You know, as she says in Review with a Jew, like, first episode, you know, I'm climbing uphill because people are saying, oh, I, you know, rode somebody's coattails to get on the show. Right, right. There's, yeah, there's that, that frustration of like how I've, how I've entered this competition. Right. The story I have to overcome before yeah, I even and, compete. Yeah. And then wondering how you're going to be edited. Yeah. Yeah. You certainly. Know? You don't know what you're doing and how they're going to use that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's, um, it's an interesting act one gun or just an Easter egg to pay attention to, mm-hmm. especially with next week, especially with Snatch Game. Well, Query is going to find that Easter egg, Mary. Oh, is she? Bunny oh, sure, sure. You know, <laughs> tricks are not just for kids. Um, uh, <laughs> anyway. Anyway, Blair St. Clair, it was just very classic Hollywood. I have nothing much to say about it. I just said toilet cozy. <laughs> oh, my God. Really? <laughs> well, I didn't know. I guess I mean like. It looked so pretty. No, I just, I, I mean like it's like a, it's like a decorative thing you put over like a, like the tissue box. Oh. It had that kind of like. I thought it looked really nice and really old and stunning. I'm not saying she looked bad. I it, loved her hair. It was cute. She just, it wasn't my favorite look, but she looked really cute. It wasn't my favorite look either. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, my second, uh, probably my third favorite look, if not my second, um, was next, was the Vixen. Yeah. Um, I know that people kind of read her for it being looking kind of rough, but we've mm-hmm. talked about how we kind of like that sometimes yeah i am um, i call this look hats domino oh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god and i felt like it i think what i didn't like i think what i would have liked more maybe that's the better way to approach this is like it certainly took a lot of work but i it would have been cool to see a way where the hats where it stuck out more where it was more of a production okay because it felt like the hats were kind of crumpled a little bit all right. And so I kept staring at it, trying to like wait for it to click together for me. And it just like wasn't clicking for really? me. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So for me, I just thought it was stunning. Um, it was giving me Beyonce formation. Um, the damn hat was not in her face. I, I thought mean, that was bullshit. Whatever. I found this to be so creative. My eye was going everywhere. It had so much to do. Mm-hmm. And I just found it to be really just high fashion. I thought it yeah. was so good and a really cool way to go with a challenge. Yeah. You know? Oh, it was <clears throat> it was a lot to look at. I just, yeah, I think 
it just didn't click for me. But that's that that's okay. Yeah, like it's that's it's fashion for you. Whatever. It's yeah. okay if I didn't get it. Yeah, I hear um, that. Um, so we have the critiques. Um, oh, and I love that Monet practically collapsed like a church lady when she found <laughs> out that they were on top. I was like, oh, that would have been just great. <laughs> if she just like stumbled backwards, it's a catchy. <laughs> But uh, I would have talking helped. in tongues, you know, <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> just doing that, like just doing Patty LaBelle, like doing the the flicks. Oh, sure, sure, the flicks, the flicks, yes. <laughs> but I think if I were her, I would have been in the same place of like, oh God, thank God, yeah, because like I can't be in the bottom again. Right, we all know what happens. Right, yep, that's so right, that's uh, right. I was so happy for her. Um, yeah, you know, I just thought it was a fucking shame that Aquaria, Monique, and Asia didn't get any praise. They didn't get anything. Uh, um, Monique could not believe it. Yeah, it's, I know. It's crazy. I know. Uh, I know. It's it's a shame because I think I'm glad that Asia got a little bit of like, hey, good job. Mm-hmm. This looks incredible. Yeah. But I guess it's like there's so much work that Monique is doing that they're not seeing. Yeah. And that's tough. That tough. Um, and I hope I really I mean, because I'm, I'm, I don't know. I'm just like, when are they going to when are they going to see it? Is yeah. there an episode where they're like, oh, yeah, oh, we see it now. Right. I don't know. I don't know, Mary. I don't think that's going to happen. Mm, it's terrible. Um, I want to talk about Blair so much. I think that Blair's outpouring of truth and her experience is one that everybody can connect with and should hear. And it's super important. Um, and uh, I can't believe that we're seeing this story come out on television. Yeah. Um, one that is a queer story, is a feminine story, is one that's very uh, pertinent right now. Yeah. Um, but I want to save that for nuance because I want to make sure that we that we talk about it. Oh yeah, no, totally. I think we should give that the airtime it deserves. Yeah. Um, certainly. Uh, I think then just to kind of acknowledge that, that we're going to kind of move on from that and talk about it later. Um, I. I did want to mention, oh, I wanted to mention that, you know, Monet got that little like church organ music when she got her critique. Uh-huh. Um, but also just like, it's it's interesting to think about like how, where the judges are with Miss Cracker right now. Because like Michelle really laid into Miss Cracker this week where she was just like, you could have just been funny and that would have worked. Right. And I think, I think that they really like her. And it's always hard to tell with queens they're really hard on, like Rue was with Monet in the workroom. Well, Michelle was just playing just a role. It's really hard to tell if they're being hard on them because they know they can take it, mm-hmm. and so this is what's going to set the fire, or if they're done. You know what I mean? Oh. Because, And I think it's important to recognize that. I think RuPaul was tough with Monet in the workroom. She's like, you can take a little bit of tough yeah. love. This is what you need. Right. You know, we always talk about, like, with the kids' gloves. You know, Kim Chi doesn't need that, you know? Um, and, of course, Michelle is playing a role, but... She also talks to each queen differently. You know? Oh, completely. <clears throat> so um, my sense is that they expect so much more from Cracker. And this is their way of telling her that. Yeah. Makes me think of her dad. Oh, wow. Yeah, right. Right? Right. That's, fucked mean, up. that's interesting. That's fucked up. It's like, well, you know, glad <clears throat> you did well last week, but you didn't this week. Yeah. So, yeah. Right. Yeah. Try harder. Yeah. Yeah. Is it a or, fluke? or you could just be funny next time. Yep. Be yeah. funny next time. Yeah. You're oh. funny last time. Why aren't you funny this time? Right. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, so I, I just, I, I'm not too sure if we're going to talk about the lip sync, uh, which I hope we can because. We're not going to talk about the lip sync? No, we are. I'm yeah. hoping we can talk about that now. Oh, oh, yes. No, of course. I mean. Everything I, else we can kind of push to nuance. Yes, 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 yes. We can. 
Um, cause I'm not sure why, I mean, the one thing I will say is I'm not sure why the Vixen was on the bottom. Mm-hmm. I probably would have put Cracker on the bottom, um, mm-hmm. just based on the challenge. Yeah. But maybe it was the runway that saved Cracker. Maybe. I was very surprised that Cracker was on the bottom. Yeah. Um, as oh, well. Was that she was in the bottom. That crack- was not. That Cracker was not. Excuse oh, me. Was Cracker not. was not in the bottom. I, I definitely expected Blair to be there. Yeah. I, I don't know why, except that I think it tells a certain story. I think for Cracker to get saved like that kind of is like, okay, like we believe in you enough to not make you lip sync for I this. I see, I see. That's the last you're going to get because the Vixen has gotten bottom three and then said like, okay, you're safe. Yeah, you're safe, right? Um, right. But I also, I think, I, I don't know. I that's I get that. I agree because I was very surprised to see her in the bottom. Yeah, I mean, I was excited to see a Vixen lip sync. I was kind of like, okay. Let's turn it out, Miss Thing. I was um, excited. You know, and I, I, yeah, uh, that's that's all. So yeah. I was happy that that uh, she got to lip sync, but I also mm-hmm. didn't think she should have. Yeah. Um, I want to say before, I know this was a traumatic experience for you, and we had a lot of beautiful outpouring. Oh, my God. Um, from fans, hilarious outpouring. Um, I, I just wanted to talk about this um, air sax trumpet whatever you want to call it um it I, I really don't care i guess it's all semantics yeah but people need Either to know or. people need to know that this is like one of the the most famous trombone solos it's a trombone solo um and it's one of the only trombone solos to be featured in a top 40 song okay like this was this is like a big deal to quote michelle all right still underwhelmed no <laughs> no 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 i'm not underwhelmed but i I mean, I have to say, like, the best part of getting air whatever she did was, like, the the tweets that flooded in. I was like, this is too funny. I could not believe what they were asking me to watch. <laughs> I will certainly say that. Um, it was, people have asked, because they've put me in the Sophie's Choice situation of, like, is this worse? Is this worse than her guitar? And I... Yes. <laughs> and I'll tell you why. Uh. Because there's this I the only way I it's like it's like okay, my the perfect example is in in season 3 when they do the Queens in Space challenge uh-huh. and Manila is making the gun sounds yeah. while she's shooting and I felt like when the Vixen was doing her air trumpet trombone sax whatever it may be P.S. you said it was soprano sax before and now you're saying it's trombone oh no no I was saying well what the Vixen is doing Mm -hmm. is using two moving two hands oh I know and that's how you play a saxophone or a clarinet or an oboe okay Mm -hmm. you don't play a trumpet with two hands so an air trumpet would just be one and you're holding the other okay there's three keys yeah Um, a trombone is what was actually playing and that's with the that's Miko Minardo playing on that track mm-hmm. and that's with the slide Mary yeah and that would have been terrible for you you know I have to tell you that might have actually not been as bad okay because of the nuance because I, there, there'd be this it'd be like why Monet got away with it is because she like did something a little different that was kind of like oh look at that little, look at that little mouth you're doing a little face little okay. hair in your face all right Monet can do no wrong also so um so there's that but and not that I'm holding this against the vixen but 
Well, because okay, I'll talk about why I love the Vixen in a second. Because she did that like burner, 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 like mouthing of right, it, right, right, and I right, was right, like, right, "What right. are you doing?" <laughs> she was lip syncing the the solo, Mary. and like yeah. leaning into it, and like, and I was just like, "Oh my god, this is." <laughs> I, I just I I couldn't believe what I was watching. I didn't oh, know you poor thing. I didn't know this was my red wedding <laughs> because then I look over and Rue's doing air drums, and I was like, "Is anyone safe? Can I just get a dragon in oh, here to obliterate this God. entire situation? Where are my dragons? Where are my dragons? Oh my Bring God. back my dragons." <laughs> um, it was. I mean, Black goddess. Yeah, yeah. It, it was a lot. It was extra. I I don't even know what to say. Well, also gagged. I will say um, Blair's lip sync for me had gumption and had determination. It was almost this like aggressive energy towards it, like mm-hmm. which makes sense considering her song, you know, this kind of like, fuck you, I'm coming out, I'm going to do this. But then the Vixen, I mean, one thing I love about a queen is when you can um, adjust your rhythm. As, mm-hmm. as a mover mm-hmm. so she's like moving like bum, she's like moving to a beat and then there was one part where she like scurries really fast yeah mm-hmm. that is so great to catch an eye and to create a different level and a different energy in a lip sync mm-hmm. and that's 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 smart that's like yeah really great yeah and I, so she switched up the beat a, a bunch of times she was smiling so there was this like joy to match the spirit of the song which mm-hmm. i appreciated she spun, she split, she slid, she rolled, she kicked, mm-hmm. she, she killed. She emptied the fucking tank. Yeah. I do want to say, despite the fact that she has, it was amazing. She has done the most, the word I in have that dress. is egregious air instrument possible <laughs> ever, ever on the history of Drag Race. Despite that. that you, are too, you are too much. It is, the, it is <laughs> and, and that is a fact. Yeah. Um, and that is a fact, America. I am not oh, going home. Half of this podcast is, you know, offended by these. But, but then the other part of it is that, like, that doesn't take away that she emptied the fucking tank. Yeah, and no, this it was lip amazing. Sync, the, the backwards roll, the end where she's just like, oh, my God. She's, I got moves for days. Right, you want more right, moves? Sure. I got boom, more moves. Boom, boom, like, boom. And then her shoe comes off. It's hanging on by the right. strap. And she just keeps going. And I was like, this is, this is incredible. Just, well, I guess... To me, there is a this there is a scrappiness to the lip yeah. sync that I really admire. Yeah, um, that it that was incredible. Right. So this the the air situation is an isolated incident. I won't hold it against her the way I won't hold it against Monet. Um, but would you hold it against me? Oh, Sorry, Brittany. It, I'm telling you, I don't know what else they could do. Queen Marys have said, please don't. You're you're making it happen. You're manifesting. Oh yeah, we're manifesting it, Colin. What what could possibly happen next? Oh, Colin. What air instrument could happen next? I don't know, Mary. I mean, honestly, we haven't seen air piano yet. And you know, Juju Bees, I actually kind of love. I know you liked hers because yeah. she plays. She's doing a thing. Yeah, she's doing a thing. She's doing a she's thing. Doing a, oh, she's doing a thing. It's it's the way that she ends the first riff. It's the way her fingers just like kind of fly off, and she does that like ooh, with that little face. Uh-huh. It sells it for me. Okay, because she's playing. She's doing a thing. She knows she's not playing the piano. You know what I mean? She knows right. she's not okay. playing the piano. Okay, okay. Um, I don't know what else they could do. I mean, a literal air sax drums, would be challenging. Air drums. We got you that from Rue. Oh, from Rue. Okay. We got that from Rue. Okay. Um, but, but like a real air drums could be. Yeah, like it's. Yeah, like, with like the yeah, symbol. symbols. Yeah. Yes. Oh, that would be terrible. Um, the guitar's been done. Yeah, could I get like an air triangle? Yeah, yeah. Right. 
Yeah, I don't know. Um, oh, you poor thing. I think there, there's nothing else they could do. Pity the child. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, you heard it here, Mary's. Uh, Colin is scarred. I'm um, done. He's scarred. He can't. Ha- he can't handle it anymore. So let's manifest some other types of gags yeah. uh, during a lip sync. If you have uh, any thoughts, any thoughts at all, you can reach out to us at All Right Mary or on Twitter or All Right Mary Podcast at gmail.com or find us on the web at www.allrightmary.com. Um, we are going to continue our conversation um, on Nuance, our next episode, uh, which is going to come out you know, the same time this one does, uh, just because this is a jam-packed, untucked, it's a jam-packed uh, critique, um, and we still have some more things to say. Yeah. Um, so of course, if if that's not enough, all right, Mary, for you, and you need even more, all right, Mary, you know what you can do. You can go to Patreon.com/backslash/allrightmary and become a Matreon, which means that you are not only supporting us every month generously, um, but you are also generously. I'm saying that like you're spending so much money; it's actually pretty affordable. But you're also getting a free bonus episode every single week. Yay! We just did what did we just did? Mannequin. Yeah. Mannequin. Mannequin. Uh, and next is going to be Aaron Brockovich. Oh right, that's right. Yes, oh, okay. we, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So we're, we're doing them ahead a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, but we did hint at one that's coming after that. So that's right. Yeah, if you Stay caught that tuned. Easter egg, steel yeah. vagina. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, so yeah, so if you're keen to get on board with that, then you know where to go. It's patreoncom backslash Mary. and of course, there's iTunes and it tunes it tunes and <laughs> uh if you have not gotten a chance and you're into what you're hearing it's so easy leave a rating five stars is just as easy as any other so you might as well leave that and a positive review goes a long way so thank you very much um we have a great last chance lip sync this week um, yes. in honor of blair st Clair. i do declare mm-hmm. blair St. Clair. um we <clears throat> thought uh it would be appropriate to not only have a show tune but to have a role that perhaps Blair St. Clair would play. Oh, absolutely. And thoroughly. Thoroughly. Yeah. Um, and one that I think um, her, her story is kind of in line with. Mm-hmm. Um, so listen closely to the lyrics. Uh, this is Not For The Life Of Me, sung by the peerless Sutton Foster mm. uh, from the musical Thoroughly Modern Millie. Um, jam out, Marys. It's a show tune. We hope you have a wonderful week and we'll see you over in Nuance. Bye. Burn the bridge, bet the store, baby's coming home, no more, not for the life of me. Break the lock, post my bail, done my time, I'm out of jail, not for the life of me. A life that's gotta be more than a one-night town where the light is always red. 